This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What is up, guys? It's episode 590 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. Uh, just Kurt here, all by my lonesome, doing the intros this week. Uh, things just got really crazy for us here uh, on the WCB team. Uh, oh, man, I don't know where to start. First of all, I'll start here. Uh, we're doing the uh, WCB Mountain Ops like giveaways where we're giving away a bunch of gear. That ended last Friday. Uh, so if you're listening to this in real time, it is September 4th, Thursday, September 14th. Um, we are picking winners by end of day, September 15th. We have all the reports. The contest is over. I just have to uh, basically get it in. And then everyone who spent X amount to like qualify for double points, I got to go through and do all that and get it entered and, and draw so it's fair. So if you are one of the winners, which there'll be quite a bit of winners actually because of the gear we're giving away, uh, from the bow, the Huntworth packages, the mobile hunting packages, to the WCB merch packages, to uh, we're giving away a bunch of WCB Ignite or D Mountain Ops Ignite, um, and all separate winners. So there's going to be a bunch. It's going to take a little bit of time to go through, um, but we will contact you directly either via email or phone call. We will not do it through social media. So be aware of scams, please. Um, it'll be Eric or I calling you directly. Um, so that being said, thank you guys who supported that. We did secure an elk tag for Eric as well. Um, if you listen to that one DeerCast episode where I kind of broke it down and talked about the situation, um, I have an elk tag for Utah, and Eric has an elk tag for Utah. So we leave in like less than two weeks to head out and hunt elk. So that being said, things got crazy on us because we weren't expecting to go on an elk hunt. It's kind of like a last-minute thing. Very grateful for the opportunity and grateful for the support from you guys. Um, so you guys are the shit. You guys helped us do this, and uh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to podcast. We're going we're gonna to break it down. It's being filmed um, on three different angles of it, we're hoping. Hope all that works out. So uh, shout-out to you guys. Uh, new merch in the store. Uh, what else? 
It's really it. We just got really busy because when we get back from that hunt, it's go time here for whitetails at home. Uh, we'll be through into October when we get back. So things are crazy. Uh, that being said, I'm trying to think of what else is new. Uh, we got, we're coming up on our 600th episode. Working class on DeerCast is coming up on its 100th episode. Quinn is nearing on his 100th episode of CC Hunt Files. Uh, things are crazy around here. There's some changes in the works um, coming here in the next couple weeks. Um, all positive changes. It might there'll be some questions, um, but all positive changes and stuff like that. So um, we're excited, man. We're motivated um, more than ever. A lot to look forward to. So enough rambling. Get to the business. Uh, this podcast was super fun with Ryan and Larry from Elite and Respect the Game. I don't even need to plug Elite that we get into it. We get into a lot of deep bow hunting conversations. Um, I love these guys. They're some of the best in the biz. Um, the bow and archery experience behind the camera, behind the bow, shooting, archery in general. These guys have uh, some of the most experience in the game really at this point. So um, make sure you get on Respect the Game's YouTube channel. Support them there. Um, check out Elite Archery. Um, this you know, could could sell you on a bow if, uh, of elites if you're not already in one. A uh, podcast also brought to you by Big Time uh, Code WCB2023. You are either already got your plots planted, or really at this point, I think in most states because I, I can't supplemental feed in uh, Illinois. But I think at this point, we're within 30 days of season. I think that's when you got to start removing it. Um, I know every state's a little different, but uh, you know, I don't know. Shit, be thinking about it. But uh, your plots, for sure. Um, I'll be hunting over big-time plots. I got a buck brunch plot, a main event plot. Uh, we got some test plots running on one of my buddy's farms. He had a little more area to plant where we got Kurt's Cocktail Blend uh, rocking. So it'll be a good time. Uh, podcast also brought to you by Huntworth Gear. Huntworthgear.com. You can use code WCB15. We'll save you some money. We're going to be rocking that out west on our elk hunt. And, of course, when we get home for whitetails, um, they have a new system builder on their website. So if you go to huntworthgear.com, it's the first tab on top of the web page. Choose your layering system by hunting season. So um, they have it broken down in a really cool way that answers a ton of questions. Um, like, for example, early whitetail, 40 degrees to 75 degrees. You can click on that and see what offerings are in there. Early elk, mule deer. 30 degrees to 75 degrees, um, and so on. And you can go through and kind of pick what you want. They, they do have a hot weather uh, tab, 70 degrees and higher. And you can go through and uh, shop disruption, shop tarnin, whatever patterns you want, and kind of build your own system. Um, it's a good way to lay it all out for you. Um, I really think this you'll enjoy it. I really think um, Huntworth is taking over the gear or a way people think about gear and hunting gear, especially from a Midwest perspective, affordable, high-quality gear. Um, you don't have to spend stupid money to get into something. And look cool. It helps. Uh, also, Old Barn Taxidermy, of course, we're going – everything's going to Old Barn Taxidermy for us. And if we can help it, everything's going to get mounted on a G2 form. And uh, even if you don't have an Old Barn near you um, or you're not near Old Barn, not be the easiest way to word that, you can ask your taxidermist to mount your buck on a G2 form. They'll save more money, you'll save money, and you'll get a great quality product made there in Fort Madison, Iowa. Uh, the podcast also brought to you by Loophole Optics. Performance eyewear goes with us everywhere. Um, I'm going to be rocking 12 by, what am I rocking? I'm, I'm, 10 by 42s or 12 by 50s uh, out in Utah, of course, with Rangefinder and all that stuff. So 
check them out if you're in the market for from rifle scope to rangefinder to binoculars to performance eyewear. Absolutely love it all. And uh, sorry if there's any background noise. We're uh, have <laughs> their bricks are getting redone in our neighboring building. Uh, the podcast also brought to you by Trophy Line. Uh, you can use code WCB twenty three ten. Everything trophyline.com. Trophy Line is killing it in our opinion. Really, the leader in mobile hunting in general. Um, from packs that are designed for mobile hunting, um, tree saddles, uh, the Vanatic. Uh, that's what I'm running currently. Uh, platforms and sticks. Um, I am running a, I've actually run the EDP, a mission and a Onyx platform. Um, I have used the wingman depends on what I, what I want. I do. I think I like the, like the EDP and the Onyx platform sizes the best, but it's nice with the mission. You know, it feels like a really small tree stand. There's a little more foot room so you can stand up, you know, straight up and kind of give yourself a break. Um, I like, saddle hunting a lot and something i judged early on i probably am 50 50 now tree stand to saddle hunting uh, depending on the day what move i want to make and what tree i want to get in um i absolutely love trophy line that's a company that i'm emotionally very invested in and i really like everybody that works for that company and they're so damn good to us and i know they care about people who buy their products so um if, if you're interested get in at trophyline.com use that code wcb2310 tell them we sent you and uh, you won't regret it. I promise you that. Uh, the podcast is also brought to you by Grizzly Coolers and Hunting Blinds. Uh, I had a little mishap where I dropped my, <laughs> uh, well, almost dropped my hunting blind, uh, trying to lower it. I went from 10 foot to 6 foot uh, using Greg Ritz's his advice. Um, we're at his farm, got the tour, everything's at 6 foot. I'm like, I want to do that. And uh, so I lifted it up and cut the 4 by 4s and uh dropped it good thing i had it chained to my tractor and it survived so but not only that uh we hunt out of a grizzly box blind but we're also using grizzly coolers we have a 400 being shipped out to utah at the mountain ops headquarters that we're going to pick up when we get out there and man i hope we got some big elk quarters going in on the way back so you can use code wcb get yourself in some grizzly goodies really what it is from drinkware or good coolers to hunting blinds uh, and the podcast is brought to you by Blackgate Trail Cameras. Um, I'm dude. The deer movement has been wild the last couple of days. I actually moved. I was running all my pictures to immediate, so that means a deer would come in. The camera would take a picture and send it to me directly, and I get that picture right away because I kind of like having that like oh right now that deer is there type thing. Um, but they've been going off so much with the cooler weather coming in here in the Midwest that I moved it to daily to save even more battery life because I've had some cameras out um, since turkey season. They're still running, and it's going to get me in. And then once hunting season kicks off, I'll move those pictures back into immediate. Um, and then I also move my picture quality from high to medium to kind of prolong that a little bit longer. So I'll go through. If one needs batteries, I'll go through um, Energizer Maxis, not lithiums, which is great. And I'll switch them out. So that's a little tidbit uh, for cell cams if you're rocking a bunch. Um, love the Black Gates. Performing. Excellent. It's an easy product to promote. It's a product we're proud to promote because we believe in it and it, they function so damn well. Um, but check out Blackgate. Uh, get yourself into an R4G or an R4G Lite. Um, and you can use code WCB10 to save yourself 10% on your next trail camera. You like it. Customer service is good. You get an English-speaking individual that cares about if your shit gets resolved or not. Um, that's a big a big plus. Uh, and the podcast is also brought to you by Camo Fire. Camo Fire is a great 
website, especially if you know you're going on an elk hunt, where you can get on and uh, slowly accumulate needed gear at a cheaper price than if you were to go buy it all at once or um, just go to the store and buy it. Um, so right now there's all sorts of different stuff. There's revolving deals every day from rifle cases to right now there's even waterfowl decoys and gloves and stuff like that. But it's something to keep tabs on if you need something for out west that you might not be able to grab just on the fly here in the midwest um so that's what i utilize it for the most um from sleeping pads to tents to sleeping bags stuff like that um, i'm big on camo fire for um so that's something to keep in mind especially if you're planning a hunt in the next year just kind of keep tabs on that they have an app as well refresh it check the deals every day um there's game bags in there right now it's, game bags is not something i'm going to run out and grab somewhere locally here in illinois but if i can save right now 38 percent off these particular brand game bags that's what i'm going to do so black Ovis also has really good game bags um available on blackovis.com um and the podcast is brought to you by dialed archery we are rocking the obviously the new arxos i went all blacked out on my current setup with my era so everything i have blacked out rocking the dialed archery blacked out era blacked out redline stabilizer kit blacked out uh obviously uh blacked out guru drop away rest uh blacked out redline quiver um we're rocking murdered as the kids would say um dialed's looking good i think best looking archery side of the game so check them out and uh victory archery i'm rocking rip tkos uh, 300 spine, 75 grain outsert with 100 grain slick trick. Viper trick is my elk arrow setup. Um, right in that upper, right around 500 grains. So if you listen to the podcast I did with Josh McDaniel, you'll you'll learn why I went from 125 head to 100 grain head. So slightly under spine with the 125 grain head. Um, Josh kind of breaks that down. It's pretty cool. I have rambled enough in your ear holes by myself. It's just kind of like a never ending thing. But uh, we are chopping 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 doing intros getting stuff ready we got several podcasts we're recording tonight we're doing intros while we're gone uh, the podcasting is a lot of work and everything that comes with it even though some people don't think it is that's fine uh, but we appreciate your support and being here for us and uh yeah when we have a hunt coming up or we know we're going to be gone we pretty much work quadruple time to make up for it to seem like things are business as usual to never miss a week and make sure everything's as punctual as it is on the front end that you guys see and get this product and on the back end for everybody else and the obligations we have to fulfill uh not complaining just telling you sometimes it can be a lot of work but we enjoy the shit out of it and we enjoy having you here listening to our show enjoy this one thanks I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bone Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. Work, class, 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 class
Lucky Working Class Bowhunter Podcast, episode 590. Mm. Kurt Geyer speaking. Mm. Eric Hammond. Doug Schmidt. And our two guests of the hour, Mr. Larry, Mr. Ryan from Elite Archery. And is it Elites Respect the Game still? I would no. say Elites Respect the Game. Uh, it's just Respect the Game. Put some respect on the game. <laughs> respect. respect the game. Respect. So I always say that because you guys used to call it elites respect the game TV, right? Yeah, it's been that long. Uh, literally, I think, what is this, Ryan? Our 13th? 13th season. 13th season. Wow, now. shit. Yeah, so it's uh, time's flown by, that's for sure. Shit, we were just talking Holy about today, stuff. like when we first met you and we're like, God damn, we known you that long. <laughs> yes. Well, we were like, disgusting. Wow. We were watching like some of your guys' older hunts. We are watching like your Argentina hunt. Well, that doesn't seem older. Like I didn't think it seemed older until you said that. I'm like, shit, how long ago was this? It wasn't that yeah. long ago, but you were shooting an option series bow yeah. at the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I put and, me, put it in perspective. I'm like, shit, what was that? Like 16? Was the, the option series was the first split split limb? No. Yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 Yep. It was. Believe it was after the energy uh-huh. series. Yeah, I remember the first time we shot those, we were like getting to know Ross and Austin really well because Ross had just got them in because he was an elite dealer at the time. Yeah. And we went to Ross's house and shot them and did like some video stuff on it and just, just you know, playing Jane videos. But I remember shooting them at Ross's mm-hmm. when the option series came out. Yep, so, and he, we had the option six and the, and the option seven. seven. And, and I mean, it was they, they were shooters, you know, yeah, and it was one of those those deals where we came out it was a ata launch so it was a january launch so it was a little bit later in the year yeah and you know it took off really well right? and uh-huh. here we are today because we're still making split limb bows yeah uh, a little bit wider platform and things have evolved since then as technology evolves you know the uh so is the shooting experience you know so right all right so what, here's what i want to do i know if someone has followed our podcast series and they are familiar with outdoor TV and elite archer. They know who you guys are. Yeah. But let's do this because I think every year we get a batch of new listeners that come in and maybe they're just like, Oh, I, I know the voice. I know into this. Like, but who is, we'll start with you, Larry. Who is Larry McCoy? So Larry McCoy is just a guy that likes to go out and hunt and, and dance. I'm, yeah. And dance <laughs> and, and, and do all the fun things. I was born in Missouri. Nice yeah. Not, not, that, Missouri, far, not yeah, that far from, back, Larry. I'm from misery. Cool <laughs> <laughs> I'm from misery. Yeah. But no, the, uh, so, you know, back in the day we, uh, you know, I helped start a show called Heartland Bow Hunter and it just evolved into a full-time job, uh, with a company called Elite Archery. Mm-hmm. And with that evolved, a conglomerate group called the outdoor group. So, uh, Scott archery, slick trick broadheads and some other brands within the industry, uh, is owned by the outdoor group. And, and I am an employee of the outdoor group itself mm-hmm. with that, you know, my segue into the industry was definitely behind the lens. Uh, so I was, you know, filming with Heartland bow hunter and, and helped start that show and, and get it going. And as things started involved, you know, you, you get to a point to where you're like, man, I've got to, I got to make a living doing this. Mm-hmm. And I got approached by Elite because I was doing some freelance video stuff with them. And they're like, hey, you want a full-time gig? And so I just happened to be one of the guys that got in at the very beginning. And now it's formed into the outdoor group, outdoor group and we have got multiple brands. And it's uh, just kind of expelled from there. So when you yeah. started, was it just Elite? Yes. And then 
over the years they acquired these other companies. Yep. Mm-hmm. I do so want to awesome. get into. I want to nerd out on some bow stuff. Even like I know we talk bows with you guys every time you're in. We kind of nerd out on like some of the past bows, but I think it's fun to do that, especially coming into season like this. So mm-hmm. I do want to get to that. Like I want to talk about like elites then, right? Yep. Um, and then Ryan, who the hell are you, man? What are yeah, you doing yeah, here? Yeah. Just the, who the hell are you, the Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. Who are you? He went from, from throwing hot rivets to running a camera. Right. And just a guy that likes to run around with a camera. Yeah. Just, I mean, in the beginning, I did anything I could for money. Yeah. You know, I did iron work. I did picked up trash, mowed lawns. I mean, but the whole time I just run around with a camera trying to learn, you know, mm-hmm. learn different things. I knew Larry from my dad. My dad knew Larry and... One day, uh, Larry noticed I was liking to run around with the camera. So he's like, hey, you know, just here's some different stuff. Go take pictures of it. I'm like, sweet. Dime. I'm like, I'm getting free calls and bows. And yeah, I was on top of the world. I yeah, the know. dream. Yeah, yeah, I was like, this is awesome. So I just kept on taking pictures and he'd just kind of watch over my shoulder from a distance. And one day I was actually headed up to the Iowa Deer Classic and he called me. He's like, hey, you want a job? <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um let me think about it yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to know how much you want to make like you want to know what you're going to make and I'm like no, no. <laughs> no. do not care I'm tired of picking up garbage <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do not care <laughs> so i just got a job with the outdoor group and you know yeah it's been fun ever since just that's cool chasing him around with a camera most of the time i have a strong feeling that you're downplaying your hustle before getting offered a job for mm. sure and that's where <laughs> i was going to chime in because i can tell you you know <laughs> he's such a no, humble dude yeah no just a no couple one, pictures yeah <laughs> you know yeah. Ron, no i took three pictures of job <laughs> right knowing ryan's dad can't for for many years prior and watching ryan grow up i could i could see a lot of vision and talent in ryan Mm-hmm. kind of behind the scene his work ethic for one number two he was doing things that was different than than most would behind the camera not based upon how to operate the camera but what he's seen and what he wanted to achieve behind the mm-hmm. lens yeah and wasn't willing to settle for something that was just good if it wasn't to his liking he was like i'm going to try to figure out how to get it right mm-hmm. and so that's that was really kind of a uh it was refreshing for me to see somebody that had the passion like that for it. So, you know, right away I was like, man, you know, the, the, he's got the talent, he's got the eye. Yeah. It's just a matter of mold. Not that I know everything, but, but I was more than willing to share what I did know for sure. And, yeah. and help kind of form him to be kind of, you know, the post post-production guy he is today, not mm-hmm. only behind the lens, but also uh, hopefully help, influence new ideas to where he can eventually evolve to where he's creating his own new ideas because that's ultimately what it takes. I mean, yeah. technology's taken a huge leap over the course of years from when I when I did it. And I and I definitely recognize that. So yeah. sometimes it takes, you know, a lot of new ideas and new new uh you know, being able to welcome like, those new like ideas. Fresh perspective. Yeah, exactly. Stuff, yeah. To be able to to be able to look at things and say, you know what? Hey I would have never thought of that crap. You yeah, know? and yeah. there's and that's why Ryan and I work so well together because he brings up I can shoot I can't even count how many times he said man what do you think about this I'm like damn that sounds a little weird <laughs> <laughs> you know but but but, the, but then he's like you know then they show you know he shows me and it makes and, sense and it's like man 
That was good. That, yeah. that, that yeah, was really good. Final and, cut, like, and two, like, you know, Paul Biggs is another member of the RTG team. Yeah. And Paul and I, we've Shout been in the industry Paul. for quite a while. Yeah, for sure. And he's brought a fresh, Ryan has brought a fresh perspective to Paul and myself as, as it pertains to that. So, so rather than sit back and keep doing things the way that we were doing it, I feel like we are doing our best to evolve with something we can put out a product that we're going to be happy with, a fresh perspective, something a little bit different. Yeah. Some people like it. Some people may not. But what I can say is it's going to be different. You know, yeah, it's yeah. going to be different. We're going, we're going to try new things. There may be some people like it. There may be some people that don't. But, mm-hmm. uh, but all, all, you know, we're going to keep trying because we love to do it. But dude, right? you guys are killing it, man. Like we've been Shout watching. Shout Kent, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, the whole crew <laughs> you guys have is, is really good, oh, man. Oh. It is really good. But. We've been watching Respect the Game pretty much all day in the studio. Yeah. And, dude, it's get to their YouTube and watch all this stuff. You guys have – God, you guys pile them on. And we'll, we'll get to that. I want to talk about uh, – <laughs> I want to talk Bose first. I guess there's a lot we got to talk about. So, well, cool. Well, thank you for the reintroduction to our listeners. You know, yeah. like you guys have done – shit, how many podcasts have we done? Oh, man. A pile. I was When you brought up the Argentine hunt, I remember when – we, did, we we knew each other and you're like, hey man, we got we have to do we have to record on the, the Argentina hunt. So yeah, because yeah, that stag was a cover art of one of the episodes. Yeah, so. I I do remember that and and yeah. So I, and since then, I think we've done two or three together for sure. Oh, oh man, I've been not, not maybe more six or seven minimum. I would say. <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. well, crap. <laughs> I'll go back and oh. count through. I can do it. Time flies, man. It. Yeah, time flies. That's exactly right. Yeah, there's a there's pile. A little, hey, there's a little gray in my beard right here. Like, <laughs> Shit, yeah, mine it, too. It's <laughs> flying a little faster than I want. <laughs> we're all fatter than we were. <laughs> <laughs> when we we're all married hey, with I kids can tell you now. Right now. <laughs> hey, you know what? We're happy. I know. <laughs> I can't tell Hey, people, anybody that's watching the video cast are like, all right, is Larry Mack going swimming? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is there a ring there? They're looking at all of us. God, those guys no, look I'm like No, I'm not drowning. I'm just sitting. Everybody watches. Like, God, those guys look like shit. <laughs> those guys really <laughs> fell apart in the last 500 episodes. Why are they all bloated? Like, those guys killed deer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys hunt in the Midwest. <laughs> Midwesties over here. Bloated? Yeah, well, they're yeah, all bloated. Eric, Eric's like, yeah. he's like, yeah, I like taters. <laughs> well, look, we got me. jaundice. <laughs> give me a whole pack of Oreos. I'll crash that bitch right now. <laughs> exactly. Isn't jaundice in your skins like when babies get? Yeah, like their skin's yellow. Yeah, they mm-hmm. yeah, pigment that's, their skin. That's, that's what we all look like. We're all discolored yeah. and bloated. Yellow eyes. <laughs> <laughs> bloated and sad. Sad but happy. John, this is not bloated. <laughs> no, I know that. Pigment your skin. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. But then when you look like shit, you know, that's one way to look like shit. I, don't, I was really, I, I was... I, it was taking me a minute to process all that. We look all fat, bloated. bloated. Some of us look like we got jaundice. We're all tired. <laughs> I was waiting for the lights to like turn yellow or something. Or something. No, but no. What I'm saying is, yeah, exactly. we all look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. That's the point. Yes, but, we do. But we're working on it. Use code WCB at Mountain Ops. Um, oh. <laughs> good plug. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> good hey, plug. Or don't. Hey, I don't know. I'm whatever. working on it. Hey, you are. <laughs> All right, fly. <laughs> yeah, so that fly has been haunting us for weeks in here, um, and I just bought a bug salt gun. I got to bring it in because I got a tag for that we, motherfucker. We get him. Don't, spill Don't spill your beer. Don't spill your beer. All right, come on, oh. get him. All right, you oh, on him, Ryan? You on him? You on? Oh, you, you, let's see. Don't, 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 don't. Oh, 
Barely, that was close. <laughs> okay. You might have winged him. <laughs> winged him. Nope, he's right here. Anyway, we'll let him live. Let's name him. Um, we'll think about that. Steve. When did... All right, let's go back. Yes, yeah, Steve. Elite. When did Elite launch? When was like the, the, the debut year? So like 20... I'm going to take a guess. Okay. 2012? 2012 is a really good guess. It was right around there. We had the Elite Hunter uh, was a very popular bow at the time. Smooth draw, you know, everything Elite's known for. Uh, the And then it graduated to the answer, and then the oh, Energy yeah. Series. The Energy Series came came about. and So were you, the, the, I'm going to cut you off real quick. Were yeah. you there from day one? I was there from day one. Really? Oh, shit. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Elite Hunter was, the like, the one that. So they brought you in day one. Yep. And day that's when one. they had. I, the... I was actually freelance videoing with, uh, with Elite, and. It was one of those things where I just got along with the guys, and we were freelancing. We were putting out what we thought we were all having a good time. And and twenty eleven, twenty eleven. Shit, you got you're probably number one on seniority there, aren't you? Yeah, Darren Christianberry was there too. He was he was he got actually hired on full time the same time I did. And someone's got to be first. Yeah, I'll tell you what. <laughs> hey, if, if anybody doesn't know Darren Christianberry, they definitely need to Google Darren Christianberry. And uh, and follow Darren. Darren we need to have him on again. It's been a hot yeah. minute. I know yeah. it's been a few years. We need he, to get him. He on. is definitely a jewel in, in in the industry for sure. When it comes to bow knowledge and just, I mean, for those of you that don't know, Darren had some, you know, some some issues, some shoulder issues, some knee issues, and stuff in the past. Past. If you're not a target archer, you probably won't know. But uh, so in the recent years, he's had some of that stuff taken care of and switched from shooting right hand to left hand which <laughs> that's so crazy yeah yeah, yeah. and i would and, never even think to do that yeah no. right and ryan and i talk about it all the time we're like man i don't even know i mean i literally i don't even feel right when i when i yeah. even act like i'm talking I, can't even, I can't even do yeah. it like <laughs> you i can't know? even wipe my butt left hand no <laughs> exactly no. like yeah. i can't even think about how to yeah it's just it's so far out but i guess he likes archery that much. He's that dedicated. He's going to figure it out, right? And we all would probably, but oh, he's a God successful damn. target archer. There's no doubt. Back in you know, Darren has 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 a resume in the target world, and it was literally him being a good friend of mine and Ryan's and and part of our team. It's it's it was almost painful to see him go through that. Mm. But then whenever you seen him say that. Almost start shooting left-handed, and he started practicing. You see a new Darren Christianberry. It's like this like, guy, it, light, it lit that fire. Oh, he, he, he is rejuvenated, archery. and I'm telling you, the guy is he's he's 100. He's always cared about archery 100. Cared about the whole archery community, but now he is like, I dude, I could beat anybody. That I mean, and it's pretty awesome to see because he yeah. has put so much effort into. Training himself to learn to shoot left-handed, aim. That is I mean, so that's crazy. a process. Dude, and I think we were talking about earlier, I think that's how we met Larry, right? Because we had probably. Darren on at the Bone Shed. Darren was our first first, um, first in-person guest. Like, guest, be, be, you know, besides, like, our buddies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he's, like, the one of the first people we recorded with in person. I remember being, like, dude, I remember we set up, I brought the iMac to the bone shed when they had like their yeah. shoot day 
and we set up in that office and like I, I took we pretty much pack this setup up in a way cheaper version and we took everything with us and drove it and like set it up there but i remember recording with darren and like being like holy shit that's probably cool. how we met larry it was through darren because we had him on well i had just started shooting elite on my own without any other influence and the yeah, only the reason synergy right? yeah i bought a yeah. synergy yeah. and the only reason why i remember that at that time is because in the pictures that you posted you sent the other day of us yeah. there i had an elite shirt on yep at that time that's when you and trade your Hoyt in. I went with you to Presley to do that. Yeah, I bought a Hoyt Carbon brand new. I've told the story a couple times. And I shot it for a couple months. And I went into Presley's and Bartonville. And I drove Illinois. with you. And we went in there. I was like, oh, I want to shoot one of the a Synergy. And uh, I shot like two arrows out of the Synergy. And I walked back. I'm like, hey, would you guys do a trade? Like, what do you got? I'm like, I just bought this carbon spider 34 or whatever the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. It was a nice bow, you know, but just I didn't like. It just wasn't for me right. at the time. And they're like, uh, I was like, just straight up, no taxes, just like, just swap me out, order me whatever color I want. Is that cool? They're like, you know, you're like losing like 600 bucks here and like this purchase. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Just, <laughs> I'm like, I was like, just order me what I want and don't make me think about it. And they're right. like, okay, yeah. And then I had it in two weeks and that had to be right in the same time because I, my first elite I got from the bone shed. You got yours just after me, I think. Like, so that's between you buying one, us having Darren on, and then me going to buy one at the Bone Shed. You, That'd I think, be like a two week span. Well, I think literally within a couple, yeah, a couple weeks maximum. Yeah, that I got mm-hmm. that bow, and then you went because you got the white limbs. Remember that? Yeah, the camo. Limbs. You still have that bow? No, I wish I did. I was still. I got rid of my Cindy. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Yeah. I don't know how I'd ever track it down. It happens. The guy who <laughs> bought it, I knew listened casually. And I know he's around the, where was the bone shed at? Ottawa? Ottawa. He was Ottawa. around the Ottawa. Illinois, sorry. Illinois area. So if you're out there, <laughs> I want to buy my bow back. <laughs> it's an all black synergy. Yeah. When I got rid of my first, the first bow Larry ever gave me was a 35. An E35? Yeah. And I sold it and I have not done it since. I. So you keep all your bows? Mm-hmm. So. Hey, I did too. All right. Let's talk about this a little bit. Then I want to get into like bow specifics here. Yeah. So you keep all your elites. So from the E35, you don't have that one, but from then on, you have every elite bow. Yeah, I got a couple floating around out there that people are using. You know, they wanted to shoot a bow, and I just let them shoot them. But I've got all the others. The loaner program, huh? Yeah, you, yeah. Have, you have them like hung up on the wall, or yeah. you have them just like on a bow. I got them all in my shop, and just have them all lined up on the wall there. You are like yeah. Doug. Yeah, I, I can't find myself to get rid of them. I just, I, I know, know I'm never going to shoot them again. I know. I feel like they're it, better off someone else's hands, but same time, it's like probably. that's kind of my attitude on them a little bit, but like. We talked about this earlier in the day, Larry. What do you do with all yours? You know, there's, there's, uh, I've got quite a few bows. There's no doubt. I mean, there's some that I have probably gotten rid of. Uh, it's not one where I really seek out to go sell, but more it's, I've given bows to people that have like, you know, they've been, they've had some issues, you know, hard, come on hard times, mm-hmm. uh, but they're just diehard bow hunters and and. Buddies. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and buddies or even, you know, neighbors down the road or their kids growing up and, mm-hmm. and they couldn't afford to buy a bow or whatever, and, and I've helped them out. They've showed them up to my house, and and uh, we're like, well, let's just set one up for you, you know, because you hate to see a guy that really, you know, a kid especially, you know, someone that's coming that really wants to get into bow hunting and ex- try to excel because yeah, and doesn't have the tools to go do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I've tried to help people out as much as I can as it pertains to that, but 
But with that being said, um, it doesn't happen all the time. I still do have uh, quite a few miles of bows. Yeah. Y- y'all y'all want to see something crazy? Wait for the Odessa city, <laughs> citywide garage sale. <laughs> yeah. You've, yeah. T- you've told me about this. Yeah, it'll yeah. start. So it'll start on the weekend, you know, starts on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Larry is. will have people show up Friday morning. They're camping in his front yard, aren't they? They just pull up and they're trying to get to the stuff before anybody else. Yeah. It's like, hey, what do you got <laughs> for think, sale this weekend? Like hunting shit and yeah, whatever. They think that I'm going to just like sell everything I have. I'm like, and they get there and they're like, uh, it looks like well, it I'm looks like, like a Polaris dealership from everybody riding yeah. the Rangers over there, oh, just parked really? in front yeah. of his house. Yeah, and because my wife, it's she's like, like Best Buy on Black Friday. Right. You know? <laughs> my wife, my wife gets into like uh, you know the citywide garage sale thing and all that. So she, you know, she'll she'll get everything set up. Literally spend a whole week and a half, and uh, you know, getting getting things ready. You know, because it's a big event. You know, we're gonna just sell your old stuff. We're gonna we're gonna sit out here. We're gonna set a table up, and does she ever gonna hope it don't rain and and all this? (laughs) Does she ever put? Does she ever put your hunting shit out there without you knowing it? No, no. (laughs) You gotta put that stuff at the front though. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) they see that from a mile away. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. so there was. It was so funny because there was there was one year that like I had some like old camo clothes and stuff. I'm when I say old, I'm talking like advantage you know real yeah. tree advantage mm-hmm. camo and mm-hmm. stuff i mean stuff that early 2000s that, that, like 90s literally stuff. i have not even you know i haven't even thought about even putting on it was they were in tubs and stuff <laughs> couldn't fit in that in 10 years <laughs> yeah right <laughs> exactly. he's like man let's get rid of this jaundice first <laughs> like, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. the color of your skin <laughs> full, full circle baby like, dang, dang that's only one x that should be three <laughs> no. <laughs> the, uh, uh, but no we uh so we, we go up there we put that stuff out there and, and it it is it's humbling at the same time, you know, mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to say the least, because I'm happy that people follow the show and want to be involved. And they and, know who you are. And I, and I will definitely provide where I can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 100%. But you know, and it's it's one of those things where you you're like, you know, you sit out there, and what I really like about the whole deal is, out more than just the like the citywide garage sale is, people literally come over and. We'll pull up lawn chairs in my front yard and start talking hunting just stories. Yeah, just shoot mm-hmm. the shit and start talking. That's cool. You know, they tell me about their kids' first deer. I mean, and you have to eat that stuff up, man. Because, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, my first deer was a little five point, you know, just, you know, a little, little scrub buck. But mm-hmm. I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And so being able to share those memories with, with folks and they have somebody to share it with, uh, you know, is, is pretty important to yeah, yeah that is for cool. sure that's cool you ever, you ever come on come on larry where's the good shit yeah, the good, yeah give yeah, it the like, secret stuff the story shit yeah where's the good where's the secret drawer at all right i buttered your ass enough get out the shit exactly what broadheads are coming out that's awesome an extra pack of those because you keep all your bows all but one all but one what what one did you not keep uh the option oh shit sold that one I never had the option. I had a. I shot the tempo Ooh, that year. That was That's, a good one. I, shot, I love oh, it too. Had, yeah, that was a, had that was what, I, the tempo was actually one of the most. Under, I feel anyway, one of the most underrated bows that Elite ever came out with. Well, wasn't the tempo? Was that the same year as the option? Yep. Uh, yes. Because yes. yes. so, you yep. you probably had 
I think I had the seven, you had the six, six and you must have had the tempo. I had the tempo. Mm-hmm. It was okay. because the, the, Steve the, the options six. were a split limb design, and the tempo was still the solid still limb. Solid limb. Yeah. We were kind of like, Elite was like, okay, we're going to do the split limb stuff, and this stuff is really nice, but the solid limb stuff has really been working for us. Right. Yeah. See, so, I like that look because I like the synergy so much. And, yeah. and all right, correct me if I'm wrong. The tempo was like a synergy type riser with impulse cams you nailed it yep how the fuck do i remember that shit? yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. you can't yeah. remember what you did a fucking you hour ago I can't, so, bro. so the crazy I know thing John about was it was so so the crazy thing about the tempo was is and ryan i mean we talked about this actually you're like man this bow is super smooth it's just a couple. You days still ago. have your tempo. I, I actually do. saw it in your. I actually saw it in your. God, I got rid of that bow, dude. And I fucking yeah. regret that one. That was yeah. a really good shoe bow. I, I had the really the brown one. Bow. Yeah, it's exactly what's hanging up on my shop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, have the I don't know what ever happened to mine. Impulse thirty one and up. Besides option six. So, oh, you have from the impulse. Yeah. Mm. See, what I think would be cool when we get our addition done. That front wall. Get some cool pegs and have like an elite wall with all the mm-hmm. We have to fill the void. We got to track down some of them bows we got rid of. I have to, God. But you know, but also on the same thing, like I like seeing, like you were saying, Larry, it's cool if someone's like, like we gave that one elite to Trey. Yep. Trey had this like way outdated bow. Yep. Really is so busy with his family and work that he hadn't even thought about going to buy one, didn't know where to start. And it was like his birthday in bear camp, and we get we went and gifted him that yep. elite. It was like the cure, mm-hmm. the one that if you go back and listen, that got ran over by the truck, and then he killed yeah. his first one sixty <laughs> yeah. whitetail yeah. with it. First whitetail ever is one sixty, right? And uh, <laughs> oh, dude, that blew him away. Oh, hundred percent. Like he was like shocked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. the gesture of it made us all feel really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. You know, I'm like God, dude. That was that felt good. Yep. You know what I mean? Just so it, you can't replace that feeling. That's no, it's a hard feeling to explain. Yeah, you cannot replace that feeling, and that's one reason why it's the, the fortunate situation that we're in is yeah, we 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 go hunt, we still work our asses off, right? Yeah, you no, know, regardless whether it be with elite archery or respect the game, we're I mean we're grinding one hundred percent of the time. That yeah. I can promise you, and so having some of the quirks or or that come with the job and being able to give back in the, in that way is very, very impactful to, to us as well. Just like, as it was to you guys, yeah. you know, in that situation, it really is because, because, you know, there was a point in time. I mean, when I was coming out of high school, I loved the hunt, man. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I you know, that's all I want to do was go out and look at deer and, and, Run those big flash cameras and spook everything around. Paparazzi trail cam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Spook everything on the farm. But the uh, <laughs> just but, jump out of the bushes yeah, taking pictures. Exactly. But but you know we still loved every minute of it, and you were trying to think of of ways to be better. And so every dollar you made, you were trying to save to to buy the next bottle boat, you know, model bow that came out, whether it been yeah. whatever brand it was, hmm. because. You know, and if you listen to this podcast, you know, you hear me say, I mean, every bow company makes a great bow. They really yeah, do. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, the, the, except the, for, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. well, technology is so advanced now that it's, it's really about, you know, you as a shooter being comfortable and shooting. And that's one thing that I feel like Elite does offer is a comfortable shot. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and that's that's for you to decide. All you got to do is go shoot one. You mm-hmm. know, and and if it is for you, then then don't hesitate. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I was telling Jordan, our intern, because he's still a little gay. I was telling him, uh, <laughs> you know, when you get over and do an elite, you'll, <laughs> he's just I mean, I'm, that, I'm yeah. just looking at his socks right now. Like, <laughs> Dude, no cap, bro. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, he doesn't say that. Dude, that's, that's, <laughs> dude, that, that kid has jaundice for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> I, I, you look like I, shit. I don't say it once, so. <laughs> <laughs> you look like shit. Yeah, he's, he, he doesn't talk like a Gen Z or whatever generation we're in. But, um, I was telling him, like, dude, if if a bow company's saying is the shootability like challenge, there's something to it. It's like if if all you gotta say is like just go shoot one. Yeah. And then you know what I mean? That that's uh that's cocky. Ultimately, ultimately confident. Yeah. And ultimately actually Ryan, whenever Ryan first came on, he asked me about, you know, the shootability side of it. What what does that really mean? I yeah. Like, yeah okay, what what does that mean? You know, ultimately that was a great term. question, Ryan. Yeah, that <laughs> was a term. thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> that was a term that that elite really invented, I guess, or or you know came up with on their own. And ultimately, it's a shootability is a term that basically says if you like the bow and it's shootable for you, then that's the bow you need to shoot. And with the smooth draw the solid back wall we were confident elite was confident in saying if you go shoot our bow at least give us an opportunity if you're in the market for a new bow let our name let elite archery be in the mix yeah yeah and go shoot it and then tell us that it's not and that's what i think i like about you larry is because like you're always like go shoot whatever you want yeah just give us a try if you don't like it that's fine exactly you know, you know, I want you to be. Man. I want you to go kill deer. Right. You know, go kill deer and shoot what you're, what you're comfortable with. But if you don't shoot an elite, I'm just telling you right now, you're yeah. not going to know oh. whether you liked it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Right. For sure. That. I mean, I love the elite feel, and that's what mm-hmm. sold me. That's why I went. Honestly, like, and for people like, oh yeah, you're just kissing ass. Like, genuinely, you can go back and listen to our library of. That podcasts. was 2015 when we bought those. Yeah. yeah, we were podcasting about it. It yep. was all you know. So I'm not I'm not gonna say one for one minute that you know elite is gonna be a bow for everybody. Yeah, no bow is for everybody. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, because I've shot Matthews bows that I like, I've shot Hoyt boys that I like, I've shot Botex that I that I like. They're, and they're great shooting bows. Mm-hmm. It's about the bow that you like. What are you gonna be the most comfortable shooting when you come to full draw that you're gonna be most comfortable with with your pen settling down and you hitting right behind your pen? Don't you think with archery like I 100% everything you just said is like that should be the gospel of every like bow hunter like yeah it, yeah you can be on any podcast or any TV show and if you say otherwise or you put down another bow you're being a little bitch because honestly I agree. 100% you, I, I agree 100% because, you are cuz it's not true you can't say yeah, those bows yeah. suck for sure right. there really isn't a shitty bow anymore you might not prefer it right it's but not it 1994 mean, anymore no yeah and right. the last thing that I want to do is come on here because Elite archery is a partner of working class bow hunter, and say, "Oh, elite archery is the best shooting." And and yeah, our tagline is the world's most shootable bow. Well, in our minds, it is, mm-hmm. but we're not. You know, our minds don't rule the world, right? If that makes sense, you yeah, know, you you can make your own decisions. Go shoot. All we're asking is this: when you go to a shop, and you're like, "I'm in the market for a new bow." I think I'd really like to take a look at the new 2023 lineup or 2024 lineup. Mm-hmm. Let it be part of that. Take it for a test drive. Exactly. Yep. Take it for a test drive. If you like it. Awesome. 
awesome. Yeah. You know, you know, embrace it. You know, come join the elite family. We're going to be happy. You know, show, send us a picture. Show us a picture of that dead buck, that, bed, that dead bow, whatever makes you happy. And we're going to be just as happy as you are. For sure. Well, didn't elite, talking about this, and I don't know the the actual title of what it was. It's like bow of the year in two categories. Yes. Brian, you can touch on that. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, we got the bow of the year. Uh, Field and Stream did a bow of the year for um, the, the era. Got bow of the year overall. And then, um, or that was with uh, the outdoor life. Yeah. And then the terrain got the best value bow. See, that's awesome. And, you know, so yeah, two different yeah. categories. Elite Probably the most important categories, right? Yeah. Two of the uh, most important terrain categories. is a very underrated bow that a lot of people don't really know about. But mm-hmm. that, I mean, it is a very, very good shooting bow for a $700 price. I mean, a lot of people can get in that bow and feel really comfortable. I know a couple of my buddies actually shoot the terrain and they absolutely love it. Yeah. I mean, it's a really, really good shooting bow. And then the era, you guys just got your guys' in. I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to love it. I mean, you guys, I don't know how much time you guys spend around the bow or behind the bow, but it's. So I had incredible. I've actually had an era for several months, <laughs> and I didn't Same. have it set up at the time. Um, I had just gotten it in Roscoe's. Yeah, I really like that color, and I'm like, "Oh, I you do?" And he's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Well, I like it too." And he's like, well, I, "That's the one I wanted." He's like, and I was like, oh, it is. I was like, well, okay, well then I'll just get a black one then because I just a black bow is just nice, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and shit. That's the one I wanted. <laughs> so, I just hear Ross saying that. Yeah, um, the exactly. green. Hey, and Ross. So, yeah, and Austin, if you're listening, I'm coming for you because you're, you're not here. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> uh, you're oh. not here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so ross has that bow because he wanted it you know and i'm like yeah okay I'll, I'll shoot a black one then and then uh so this the black one just came in because it seems like people are buying them mm-hmm. we sold way more than we were expected to yeah really it's really really popular yeah so there's a first of all we'll get behind the era because the joss sidebottom and the engineering team at Elite, they've this is a project for what three years? Yeah, three years. They took their time. They took their time to make sure they were developing something that was perfect. A, perfect. Uh, yep, that's a that's literally the best way that could it could be described. It's a sexy carbon bow, man. Mm. It is. You know, there's a lot of carbon bows out there that are either solid riser or. They've got a lot of vents and a lot of stuff, in it. so they they just they look a little different. And not lie to you, a lot of them look like shit. Well, they yeah. separate themselves from the brand. Like they right. they don't look like they're no, a normal bow. Like yeah, that's a good point. That's a real good point. We really yeah. wanted to make sure with an elite that it looked like an elite. Not like yeah, a hockey stick. I don't want it to look like something I want to try and vape something through. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or like a, or like yeah. a fucking well, hockey tube. When, when I look at it, I start coughing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, damn, dude. No cap, bro. Right, what is that right, thing? Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. So, But no, Ryan, Ryan's got a good point. Go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead. Well, I mean, that, I know that was a big focal point. I mean, the fit and finish of the bow is something Elite is really known for. We've always been known for. So when it came to the carbon bow, we wanted to make sure that, for one, it was as shootable as everything else we've had. It had to have the fit and finish that 
elite's customers were used to. Yeah. And we wanted to make sure that it looked like an elite. Mm-hmm. Like you I, could, and, when you look at it, like that's an elite. That's an elite. Yeah. And and Josh and the whole engineering team, I think, just nailed it. With yeah, I think they oh, killed without it, a man. doubt. Without a doubt, it, dude, it's a sexy unit, man. You pick that thing up, you go. Mm-hmm. But but you oh. know, I shed a tear. I was kind of, oh. I shed a tear. You cried. I cried a little bit. I was going. This kind of <laughs> ties into where I was going to go earlier when it talks about like getting the bow <laughs> that feels right for you, whatever brand, whatever it is. But there's something about when you get a bow. And you are excited about the bow. And like for in this instance, I'm excited about this era. I'm excited to get it going like next week. Well, mm-hmm. by the time this launches, I've, I've been shooting it. And that right there increases automatically at a baseline my confidence level with the equipment. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Versus if I'm just like uh, nonchalant, uh, you know, and don't feel that confident, not that excited about it. You're not motivated to go shoot. You have that little ounce of doubt in you when it comes to making a shot and commit. It's just the difference in feeling good about what you have and not feeling good is the mental thing of what is right for you. And if that's an Elite or a Hoyt or a Matthews or PSE or whatever the hell, that's really at the core of it what matters with a bow hunter and his equipment. Right. No, There ain't no doubt. So us sitting here talking about the carbon versus you know this being the Elite's first carbon bow – I'm going to ask you a question, all three of you. When you think of carbon bow versus aluminum bow, what makes you gravitate towards carbon versus aluminum? What do you think of when you think of a carbon bow? Lighter. Okay. Yep. That's what I was going to say. It shouldn't be as cold. Okay. I always hear about the warm to the touch. Now, I don't know if this is true, but is it what I feel like I've heard is they're stiffer than an aluminum bow. Yeah, there, there's, there's a lot. There's some rigid. They're a like lot more, more rigid, forgiving, I guess. For sure. that be, the risers are, are rigid for sure. Uh, yeah, so. I think I think. So when I had that Hoyt, I really had no reason for wanting it, other than it was when they came out. It was carbon. It was new, and it was kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it'd be cool to have that. That's really like I mean I'm just being straight up. That's I mean, no, honestly no, and that, and that's what I'm trying to get to the bottom of because I think about this and, and carbon's uh, fucking cool. I yeah, mean, <laughs> yeah. I no, ex- exactly. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to, I guess, really come to a realization in my head of what is the actual benefit of carbon versus aluminum. I say, okay, let me ask you this: What's the pros and cons of each of them? Well, can I say is something there? quick? I want to say something candid. <laughs> I honestly... If you say that bow has jaundice, I'm going to kick you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done with the jaundice stuff. It was funny. We, we, we are out of its funny um, realm of it now. That's going to no, stick around for a while. It's no longer funny. It might, at the end, I might bring it up. Again, but, um, honestly, just being straight up, it just looks fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there's a cool factor to it. There's a cool factor. Oh, yeah. It's just like hunting clothes. It's not a fashion statement, but you want it to look good and you want it to fit good. No. That, and, and that's like a, a new pair point. of boots. Because because I look at it from my standpoint as a hunter, just a redneck from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. You mentioned cool to the touch, and I I I know warm to the touch th- or warm to the touch exactly. So the fucking fly, dude. Yeah, if I kill that thing, if I'm hunting in December, the last thing I'm worrying about is how cold the riser in my bow is. <laughs> right. If I got a deer coming up, mm-hmm. and, and that's what goes through my head. Uh, 
not saying that that's going what's going through i'm i'm out here because i'm trying to really come to realization okay the carbon the bow shoots incredible three pounds nine ounces four pounds whatever what is what is the omnia four or five yeah four, yeah and by the time you put your stabilizers on there you know what i'm saying so i'm trying to weigh out okay what is that difference from a you know the the cost difference as that for as the consumer goes into the bow shop sees that that cost difference is it that is it does it justify that? is it worth it yeah exactly yeah you know i think the, one of the big things i like about it is you can with it being lighter it's not necessarily that i'm trying to get that much of a lighter bow than what an aluminum bow is but it's i can distribute the weight where i want it mm-hmm. you're just starting at that smaller number so if i want to put some weight here i want to put some weight here i have more and my target weight of my bow is you know whatever i want it to be I have a little bit more leeway with the carbon because it's just starting out that lower number, whether, you know, with an aluminum bow, you're a little bit heavier, so it's harder to stay at that number. It kind of limits some of the things you could do. Yeah, there's more of like a performance custom, like platform base where you're gonna, you yeah. can do your own mods to it. Do you, do you guys find the average consumer who buys like the era when they get it, are they just, are they the guys that normally experiment with weights of stabilizers front to back and arrow weights or are they just kind of like well no i bought this i'll just slap whatever i can get on it and go shoot it you don't know a lot of the a lot of the people what i've seen yeah i mean they're shooting a back bar and they're they're trying to distribute the weight the way it need you know what's comfortable for them Mm -hmm. Uh, but the one thing that that i take into consideration if I'm shopping for a bow, is to all of the specs in general, not only just the speed. Speed's just one portion of it, but the brace height. You got to take into consideration of how do I shoot? Mm-hmm. Do I shoot with a low grip? Do I shoot with a? Do I grip the bow? Do I am I? Do I need? Because if I if I'm shooting with a little bit looser grip, I'm I, grip. I might be able to get away with a six inch brace height bow mm-hmm. more more so uh, than. You know, if I'm shooting a six and a half or seven inch brace height bow, I can I've got a little bit more room to be a little more wiggle room. Be, yeah, exactly, a little bit more wiggle room to to have a little bit more imperfection in my shot. Yeah, because the bow's going to be a little bit more forgiving. Mm-hmm. I like a larger brace height and a larger axle to axle. Personally, mm-hmm. um, where do you guys lean on your bows? Like, what if you had to pick what like your uh, your number one picks ATA brace height? You could pick your custom bow, build it. 30. Well, I can tell you, I'll, I'm going to let you go, Ryan, because I, I know what I want to say. <laughs> well, I got a longer draw length, so I I mean, I really like a 33, 34-inch axle-to-axle. Yeah. I mean, yeah what's your more, draw length, 34? Yeah, 31. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, anymore, a lot of times, axle-to-axle is such a relevant number, irrelevant number anyways, mm. because of, if you look at these bows, I mean your takeoff angle on these strings is so much further than what the axle to axle is. So when people say this 32 inch bow feels like a longer bow, it's because 
the candles it stick out so yeah. much higher. Yeah. I mean, it. That's why it's. Yeah. We're not. It's not 1990, and you're you know, with these little bitty cams anymore. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. your limbs are like, like this. Yeah, these, <laughs> these oversized cams. <laughs> it makes a big difference on how that bow feels. Yeah, yeah. that's so a that's great point. That's yeah. why you can have these shorter axle bows, but it just feels longer. That's it. Feels like a longer axle. Yeah. So that like 33, 34. It's so it's so stable with the longer risers. I mean, you will see your accuracy improve. Which yeah, which opposes a question to we and we've asked it internally it's like why you know within the archery space everybody really goes off axle axle length but with technology cam designs and everything evolving the cams are getting bigger different cam designs are causing different the string takeoffs to be a little bit different so if i were to measure this arrow right here what, why would I measure from here to here when the string takeoff <laughs> right. is another two inches past that? So they need right. to update On their terminology cam, to like cam, cam tip cam. to cam tip. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> overall tip. length or, or yeah. whatever because it's yeah. like, okay, because I feel like as as working for a bow manufacturer, you lose sales from a guy that's 30 inches like myself on a 31 and a half inch bow. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I see, you see what I'm saying? saying because yeah. they're used to shooting a 32 inch bow, but this is actually probably going to be 34 inches overall length. Right. Yeah, it's a real good point. You know, never thought of it that way. That's I no. mean, that's why when you draw the bow and you're like, God, man, this thing aims really well. Yeah, because that's feels... like a common bow review. Yeah, comment. yeah, exactly. And some people don't, and some yeah. people with those longer draw lengths don't even go try to shoot because that bow not because the, the axle axle length isn't what they, they box the, shoot. they box it out of their opportunity exactly and it might only be an inch or so of what they prefer exactly yeah okay that makes perfect sense and they they probably won't even be able to tell a difference from their old bow to the new one right because the bow's going to point the same risers are longer limbs become shorter and the cams become bigger mm -hmm. so therefore the overall length of the bow becomes bigger the takeoffs are bigger so the string angle from in in 2015 String string angle of a twenty or thirty inch bow, which is going to be really really steep for a thirty uh, for a thirty inch draw guy. Right, it's totally different now. The string angle is a little bit different, you know, and and therefore you're not going to have such a harsh angle. To, to What's going on, Eric? <laughs> Dude, we're putting him asleep over. Here. You need you need some ignite. Yeah, <laughs> new baby at home. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm running on. Dude, I do. I do love this hours. conversation. You fall asleep because no, no. <laughs> I'm not you, Doug. There's <laughs> so much to like. This is what's fun about bows, right? But like, think about this. What if Larry in 2011, you got your elite hunter, mm -hmm. and then here I come from the future with an era, and I'm like, look at this shit. <laughs> I hand it to you. Like, can you imagine, What's up, nerd? What's up, nerd? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Marty McFly over here. <laughs> but can you imagine? Just like what you said, you brought down. You know, limbs are shorter. Yeah, cams are bigger. It's just it's changed so fast in such a short period of time. Well, and that's the thing. Like in 2011, if someone brought this, like, hey, let's do this, you probably think they're fucking crazy. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yep. but can you imagine going back, bringing that bow with you, no. and going back and <laughs> yeah. giving it to oh, yourself? Oh, go back to like the <laughs> yeah. 1980s. Like, what the oh, hell is it, man? Yeah. Oh yeah, you go. You go back and like yeah, the eighty three seventies. What the fuck is that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you got that toy in the tree? Yeah, it's just, it's just neat to think about. Yeah. I don't know. 
Well, it's, Josh and them have done such a good job of saying this big thing from like older bows is they're so efficient and they're so forgiving. Mm-hmm. Like this, it, it's, if you could sit in to the engineering room and just watch them guys work and how they test bows, like uh, they think of everything when they tear these things apart and they're, they're they are more worried about the efficiency of it. And it's a lot, some people don't really get to think of because for me, I have no issue. I have a 31 inch draw. I'm going to get the most out of that bow I can. Right. But what they're thinking about is the guy that has a 27 inch draw. How can I get the most out of that bow, that same mm-hmm. bow for mm-hmm. that guy? And that's one thing you'll notice with a lot of our bows is the difference in your, your speeds from the longest drawing to the shortest are not as drastic of a difference as a lot of some of the others out there because that's and that's just due to the efficiency of the bow and that's what they're always constantly thinking of is how we can get the most out of that bow for yeah any person that's shooting this bow yeah yeah that's a good that's a good way to mm-hmm. a good point to bring up for it too do you guys um so you have a 31 inch draw mm-hmm. do you guys have something for guys that are like giants like 32 or better is there like plans or is there op, like loopholes for that there are some things that uh that have been discussed oh okay uh and so, yeah, there, there, there are, there may be some options coming <laughs> maybe in the future. Yeah, <laughs> all right, because <laughs> there's not too many people out there like that, but there are. Yeah, I can think of a couple guys. Yep, and, and to the guys. opposite spectrum too. There's and people that with you know with shorter draws that you know that want to be able to shoot a flagship bow comfortably. Yeah, yeah, the and tempo. The, yeah, yeah. So, tempo was a 32 inch draw. That's right, because our that's right. Yeah, the Revel XL. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, one bow that I think is badass, and my wife has one, is the Spirit. Oh, because I feel like that was a more mark marketed to women, but but it wasn't always though, was it? It was women's and youth. It it yeah, I would say that. Uh, and that was that was that was a really killer bow, best in class product. Let's put that way. Well, I feel like when I still to this day pick up that bow it feels flagship quality for sure you know especially for the year it came out right for sure and that's for, one of those bows like just keep that one forever you know yeah it, it was a draw length specific bow which in my opinion maybe kind of hurt a little bit just because mm-hmm. for people in that category women you know youth it was the flagship quality but it was draw length specific meaning if you weren't that draw length, you'd have to order mods. You'd have to you'd right. have to go through the extra steps yeah. to get the bow to fit. And that's now, all we had to do. Yeah, when we because we bought it through Ross. Yep, it's actually how we like got to know Ross. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it it is a I'm telling you that was a smooth shooting rig, and there's some really bright things coming. That's, uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, uh, I will say I will throw that out there. Ryan's <laughs> kicking me under the table, but that's okay. There are some. Don't worry, we're not going to leak anything on yeah. the internet. This just in. <laughs> sure? WCB podcast. You sure? Feeding geese. Shut up. He's feeding geese over here. He's this is the new geese. 2024 yeah. elite feeding geese. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the geese feeder. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> It's tough out uh, here. Yeah, it's tough out here. That's the sure. birds. <laughs> <laughs> Bird. This is a feeding geese edition, 2024, yeah. 35 inch draw length. Yeah, yeah there's some cool things ATA. coming. Yeah, there definitely are some cool things coming, and, and uh, we're we're definitely excited about it. But 
Uh, yeah, so just can't we'll, say anything yet. We'll leave that right there. <laughs> all right. No, the Botox fun, man. It, it it's just fun to just. It's fun to go back to all the bows that we've shot over the years. Well, it is. Yeah, it, it is. is cool. You know, like, and I don't know if you guess if someone's not a part of the elite family, or maybe they are. They're in the market for a new bow, new to them bow. You know, yeah. some of these bows they're out there. You can still get them. You know, you can still. Yeah, and and if anyone out there, it. any of your listeners out there, have a question about any elite model. Or if they're looking to get into the elite or have a question, they can message Ryan, myself, the RTG platform. We'll make sure if we don't have an answer, we'll get you an answer. That's for sure. Just go to yeah. Doug's. You can test fire any of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Shit, fuck. Yeah. Would <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like that one? Did yeah. you like that one? It's okay. not for sale. <laughs> okay. With the lights off because the bonuses are bright. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got any color you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do this real quick, and then we're gonna we're gonna shift gears. Eric, favorite? Or I, it can't be. It maybe not favorite. But what's one bow from Elite that you've shot that like you're kind of yeah I think about that one often. My synergy. Yeah. Yep. For sure. So your, it was your introduction, right? Yep. Hundred like, percent. Synergy. And funny story because remember mine was the Black Riser camo limbs. Yep. Well, a guy we met this year, we got to meet him. I went through his Facebook and he has one just like that. I'm like, where did you buy that? And he goes, I bought it from a guy in Illinois. I'm like, bro. Who'd you sell your bow to? Your buddy that you worked with at Deer. I don't remember who it was. That's your oh, bow. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It's your bow. Yeah, I remember now. But well, it came from a different guy in Illinois, but I don't know who he bought it from. So I'm full circle. Dude, guy, he we also just bought my might, dad's Impulse 31. I wonder if he still has that. I don't, this guy might, or the guy we met might have my old bow. I just haven't bow. figured it out yet. It's your bow. I don't know. Like, you got to go get that thing. I know. I need to buy it. Yeah, that. how many are out there like that? There's, I, I've never seen another another guy yeah. have one that has a black riser with snow camel limbs. I'm going to have a bunch of people reach out to me with an all-black synergy. That definitely is not my bow. I'm going to be like, got your bow. <laughs> How bad you want it, bitch? Yeah. 8,000 bucks. What's yeah. up? Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. How much you got? How much you got? It's like, ah, that's, yeah. shut up. <laughs> I think mine would be, yeah, of course, the synergy is my introduction. I The ritual... And, and the Ritual 35, I mm -hmm. like both of those. Tyler, mm -hmm. My buddy Tyler's got my thir my 35. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, the Ritual, for some reason, I always go back. But, like, man, the Synergy. The synergy I like so them awesome. all. When you really, like, think about all what you shot, I'm like, man, I did. That bow was awesome. It did, like, you know what I mean? Like, you like mm -hmm. the, the color of one, how it looks. Because yep. you spend so much time with them, you stare at them. All yep. day when you're hunting, you're like, damn. Well, the ritual is a badass bow, but just because we have the limited edition one, too. Uh-huh. Mm. Just stare, yeah. That's right. the one bow I'll never sell. Oh, yeah, I keep it forever. Forever. Doug, what about you? Uh, I like the Impulse 31. That was my introduction into Elite. And then I really did like that Result 36. Yeah, you told me that earlier. Like, what color was that one? Green? That was, the, that was the green. Yeah. That thing was slick. The green bastard. It's like, which, it, which that's like a good that's a room, great it point stands out more than the other ones because we here we are we're talking about axle axle link right and that was a big boy yeah he's uh he's talking about a 36 
inch. Actually. That was 36 inches? Yeah. Yeah, dude. You talked him into it. Yeah, you told me to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was like, are you sure? Like, the guy clearly didn't give a fuck what you were shooting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you sure? Like, they're not even mad. Like, it's a tournament bow. Because I think. Like, Doug was I, telling me, he's like, man, I really like that result 36. I was like. Were you hunting with it? He's like, oh, yeah, man. He's like, a lot of stuff with that book. Kurt thinks it's a good idea. That's awesome. I think this is the introduction to you getting these, a lot of limbs. Yeah, exactly. these crazy fucking right. colors. And that, the no, only. I started with um, the cure, the copper flame. Yeah, that copper mm-hmm. flame was oh, yeah. sweet. Yeah, that was slick. I thought it was just like, like you could Kurt only get that. that. Too. He's like, you should get the copper flame. I, I, like, I stand right. by that decision. Yeah. I hey, still stand by the result I, one. I just forgot I talked you into it. Peer pressure. What about you guys? And you got to pick favorites of your own children. Ooh. Um, it might be recency bias, but the Omnia is nice. Yeah. It, it shoots so good. And and I shot the Air for a while, and then I went back to the Omnia, and, and I'd almost kind of forgot how good the Omnia felt. And, I mean, it is so dead in the hand. It's getting shit done. It, it, That's how they describe the Omnia. Yeah. It, it's so it. quick. It's so fast. I just go home and shoot all my bows, like. Back to back to back to see which one feels the mm-hmm. greatest. Hmm. It'll be fun. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just say if if the encore isn't his top one or two, just because of the year he had with the encore, it seemed like everywhere we went, two sets in he was shooting a freaking giant. I think that was the year we went to Nebraska, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was the year right after that. Oh, when he mm-hmm. shot that velvet buck, and then. It just seemed like that velvet buck opened up a door of he Death. was he was shooting everything <laughs> every time we I, stepped I into camp. He's like, "You're a little good like, on encore." Yeah, <laughs> I the encore was definitely a uh, one of my top ones. For yeah, sure. but as I shoot more and more, I'm going to say the Omnia has uh, has really taken hold of just from performance standpoint. Honestly, I mean the bow feels with the, all everything. The output of the bow is is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. With a six inch brace height, uh, the way the bow points and aims, everything has been one hundred percent. I mean, my jam. Yeah, and and being we work in the industry, we shoot other stuff, but I can gauge that by what I gravitate myself back to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I find myself going back and shooting the Omnia more than I do the other ones. I love the Era. The Era shoots great. I've killed a lot of animals with the with the Era, and it shoots phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I feel like I'm getting a little bit more performance out of the Omnia. So that's yeah. that's why I would say that. And that's me just being 100% honest about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about that. I like both bows. Am I gonna? Shrug my shoulders, either one of them. If I got to pick one up and go to the woods with them, not at all. Yeah, for sure. Uh, not at all. But if I was going to pick one to go with, I'd probably pick the Omnia. And you guys hunted with these bows. So, like, you hunted with the Omnia last fall. So, yep. and, and the era. So, and that's the one thing that a lot of people that I want to touch on that, that you know, uh, working in the industry, it's, it's rough sometimes. And I say that, and I don't mean to sound disrespectful in any way but it, it does because i'm i'm a passionate hunter i like to hunt so when i get comfortable hunting with a piece of equipment 
that's the one I want to hunt with. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we're forced to change because we have to go shoot something or test something or get results, and whether I whether I like it or or I like this bow better than this one. And I may like this one better now because I haven't shot this one that much. I've only set it up and shot a little bit, so I haven't spent no time behind it. Mm -hmm. So it's it's really um, it's difficult a lot of times to be able to to say yeah I like this bow versus this bow because of the lack of the amount of time actual time that I have. Yeah, I flung a lot of arrows behind it, but mm -hmm. being able to to me it's all about the situation. It's right. all about, yeah. you know, because I like to hunt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I can sit back and I can shoot a bow at a target and I could probably get it sighted in at 20, 30, 40 yards and shoot, feel, you know, fairly well, you know, satisfactory for my, for me. Yeah. But how's it going to respond in hunting situations? And, right. And right now, I mean, like I said, the air performed great. It's light, has all those attributes, but I feel like with a six inch brace height, I'm I am giving up a little I'm giving up a little bit of speed when I go to the era versus so I'm giving up some performance. And if this bow over here is hitting behind the pin, I'm gonna take that bow every time. Mm -hmm. Uh just because it's all about confidence. Yeah, yeah. no, definitely. Yeah. And so what I was getting at my comment, like you you guys hunted with these bows last fall, obviously before they're available yeah. to the public because you, you you work for the company, it works yeah. out great. Mm -hmm. Um but it's interesting because I bet you, you know, us shooting these two bows through this fall, mm -hmm. we might have, uh, we might have different thoughts having, you know, even though we've shot these bows, but spending real hunt time with them, 100%. we might come out with a similar assessment, like what you said, or, or different. each or person different. might have their own individual and assessment. That, yeah. and, that, that, and that's exactly why I was kind of trying to do the best I can to elaborate on the fact because there is a, a limited amount of time that we have to really dissect on how much before the boat launches anyway. Yeah. And it goes out. So there may be, I don't particularly care for the, that, you know, the question that, that comes because I can't give a really accurate answer. About right. It, if that makes yeah. Sense. No, it makes, makes perfect sense because, yeah. because I like them both, but I, I really just can't pick. You know, uh, this bow's performance versus this, but you may like uh, because of your grip, because of this, this bow feels really, really good to me, and you're going to go hammer it. But my personal opinion, I'm going to pick the Omnia because I had it before. Mm -hmm. I, ha I had the era. Yeah, I see you what you're saying. saying? Yep. So I had more time behind, yeah. the, behind, yep. behind the Omnia. So I don't want to give discredit to this bow because I spent more time with this bow. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And I think everybody can respect that answer. Oh, 100%. Because yeah. it's honest, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. But I, I just want some, whoever's shooting the bow needs to be comfortable with what they're shooting, regardless of what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, well, it could be uh, a train, it could be a shoot Paramax Hoyt from, you know, which was a great, you know, entry level bow. Yeah. For, from Hoyt for a long time. But if they're comfortable shooting and they're going out smashing animals with it, by gosh, think twice. Stick with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah definitely. You no, know, it makes perfect and, sense. And you know, that's kind of a long route, route around to get into it. But yeah, but, I, I, but it's just hard. It's hard for me to explain because because we work for the company. You want to be able to to say, yeah, I want to be able to pick this particular model, but I honestly can't because well, you have to be well versed in all elites. Yeah, not just like the era. Yeah. 
or for a yeah, short I mean, amount of time. Yeah. yeah. Your job that is sense, Does that make sense to you, Ryan? Yeah, I think, I think you got to. It, <laughs> makes, <laughs> it makes sense. In a roundabout way, you got there. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes sense. I think it makes... Anybody can understand that. You know, it's it's innovation, and you guys got to be a step well, ahead. So, For instance, like you'll watch the show, and, and I may shoot... Shot a Mississippi deer with the Omnia. Mm-hmm. And you went to Mexico, you know, you shot your Mexico and your Iowa buck with the Era. Yep. Um, you were, you were all, you were swapping back and forth yeah, all, so, all fall. So I was literally, I mean, in my head, I'm thinking, which one do I like better? Yeah. And, mini, mini, I, and literally, exactly. I went to the one that's like, you know what? I've had more time behind this one and I'm seem to be hitting behind the pin with this one. So I'm just going to stick with this one and roll with it. Well, I think that's a good thing. Like, even if you're switching from elite to elite or from another brand to elite, 100%. something that they've done a really good job of, have made elites really easy to transition. You know, whether mm-hmm. it's the, it's a draw stop, or you know, if you want a cable stop, a draw a limb stop, if you want, I mean, there's so many features that just can accommodate so many guys transitioning from one brand to another, or one bow to another. That it's just sure. it's comfortable. It, yeah, they just you know. That's the one thing that I I would like to point out is because, and Ryan Grit, I mean, thank you for bringing that up because with the customization of the Elite Bow, I mean, literally, the bow, you can pick the bow, but then you can set the bow up to pick you, if that makes sense. You can set it up for a cable stop or limb stop. I would highly recommend for whoever, you know, goes and shoots an Elite, to ask about shooting it with a limb stop and a cable stop. Yeah, see what they prefer. Yeah, exactly. It comes with they, a cable stop. It comes. Installed. Yeah, and you're going to shoot it and test it with a cable stop mm-hmm. from the bow shop. Yeah, yeah. So, so ask the bow shop to put some limb stops in, and so you can see what the bow feels like. Right. Okay. Because people who make, don't know, yeah, yeah. what's the difference? Okay, the difference is the the stop will will rest up against the cable at full draw, uh, with the cable stop. So it may, if you're shooting a thumb button release, that may be something that you're really going to like because it's going to allow allow just enough little bit of give to get that release to fire. The limb stop is going to screw in right up here by the cam, and it'll roll around, and there's little limb pads right here where the stop will rest up against, and that's going to create a super, super solid back wall. No give whatsoever. And one person may like the cable stops. One person may like the limb stops. Mm-hmm. You guys like that have instance, been shooting yeah. elite for a while and you like your impulses, your synergies, yep. put the limb stop in there. Yeah. Right. That's going to be that traditional tried and true elite feel that you sure. felt for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been shooting my Omnia with um, cable stops and like it, mm-hmm. but well, I do love limb stops. Like I, I, I'm going to set my error up with limb stops, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, yeah. give me that feel and they every boat comes with both options you can put them on if you want yep Yep. you can have the cable stop super easy to install and you can control Mm -hmm. let off because there are some states that have laws against you know you can't shoot over you know the let off restrictions Mm -hmm. you so you can literally change it right on the fly without a bow press yeah that's awesome you can move the stops out and and what five percent increments Yep. Yep. Five percent. Five percent increment. So, you can get it if it's all the way back. It's going to be ninety percent let off. You can loosen the screw, and there'll be divots. Every divot's going to be a five percent increment, and you can decrease it. So, like Colorado, I believe, 
has a let off restriction. So you can adjust it if you're going to Colorado elk hunt. You can get it to where the bow is 100% legal to go do it mm-hmm. without even a boat, mm-hmm. without, without a bow press. Yeah. Will that change a lot of your accuracy if you just switch that? It'll change a little bit of the feel. Obviously, you're going to be holding up back a little bit more poundage, but the bow is still going to perform great. Yeah, for sure. I didn't know, like, if you're sighted in at whatever percent let off and you switch it to a different percent let off, I wonder if it would change your your yeah. tape or your pin gap or anything like it that. It could. Yeah, I mean, it, it could. For Definitely sure. shoot before just doing yeah, it. Yeah. Don't just change and go hunt. Don't do it in the stand. Don't do it in the stand. Don't do it in the stand. Yeah, but I don't need a press. I can do it in the stand. We've pretty much done it with the cure when we first came out with the adjust. I mean, deer I shot in Nebraska, we got the bow day one of the hunt. They shipped it to camp. So you set it up in camp. We set it up set in up, camp. I had my bow press with me. Yep. Set it up, Jeez. and Larry, Larry, we set it up for him, and then we were swapping back and forth. I mean, we'd change it to my draw length, and then I'd go hunting, and then we'd change it to his. That's draw fucking length badass. And, and I ended up shooting my buck with his bow. Just changed the draw length real quick mm-hmm. and went out there. <laughs> that's insane. Okay, so that's pretty cool. If, uh, we're still on bow talk, but I want I do want to transition, but I don't think that I can move on. I'm not going to do it. So he's smiling at me, but we got to bring up like what's coming for 24 and into the fall, what you can and cannot say. Because if I don't at least ask that, people are like, yeah. you talked all that time about old bows. You didn't even de- talk to him about the new bows. The fuck, you know? So, <laughs> all right. So, yeah. Um, new bows. Obviously, 23, we had the era come out and carbon bow, Elite's first carbon bow. It's been a great success, and and people are loving the bow. It was the bow of the year, mm-hmm. you know, in a lot of different categories. Omni is a great shooting rig from a performance standpoint. We've got a lot of requests in for longer axle axle uh, style bow that's going to perform in between the two. That's going to, you know, just be a, a shooting machine, mm-hmm. and. And Elite plans to deliver that. And Elite plans to deliver that. Okay. So you tell me not to ask you more questions? No. No, I mean, you can ask questions. I just, I'm just very limited on what I can say. But what I will tell you this is I have spent some time behind the 24 bow, and I'm excited for people to spend some time behind it as well. Can we s- say that we've seen it? Well, obviously you can. Obviously you can because you have. <laughs> you Wait, we didn't see it. I don't know what you're talking about. See what? Huh? <laughs> the Illuminati, dude. What are you doing? Um, it's nice. That's pretty nice. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. It's pretty slick. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, but we didn't see it, so we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> Allegedly, I dude, heard there's aliens. I heard it was <laughs> in theory. Well, hey. here, the thing is, is everything we've talked about through the, this podcast, especially as it pertains to the Omni area era, and it is, it is a great addition, along with along with some some other cool additions that I feel like will be very popular. Mm-hmm. You know, moving well, forward. It's very exciting. We love shooting elites. We're excited where it all goes. Let's talk some hunting now. 
I'm, I'm all about that. We talk bows. I want to talk hunting. I want to talk respect mm. the game. First of all, congrats on your guys' success on the YouTube channel because that's a hard thing to do, and you guys are absolutely murdering it. Credit goes to Paul on that one. Yeah. Paul's been killing it on the YouTube side. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's fucking paying off. You guys have some of the, the best shit on YouTube for hunting content by far. Yeah. Um. So killing it there. But we've kind of like, dude, this fly. This, <laughs> this dude over. has been bugging us for weeks. Dude. Yeah. So um, you guys do a lot of hunts all over. Mm-hmm. And it's cool watching Larry, Larry just commits to shooting. Like we were talking about giving you a little bit of shit earlier watching. Yeah. It's like once that string gets back, it's dude. Yeah. It ain't lasting long. I know. I, I I wish I could slow myself down a lot of times, but wish it could last longer. Dude, it's even bad. It's even bad. <laughs> once that once he starts <laughs> what a dirty once bird. he starts to draw, his mind is made up. Yeah. There ain't yeah. no thinking about it after he gets back. I mean, yeah. there's an arrow being sent. So when that comes into like a tense moment, like give, like, you know, we were watching a bunch of your shots. And yeah, well, it, it, you're committed, dude. You ain't there. Ain't no throttle off. Like it's throttle in. Let's yeah, go. It's it's tough. It's tough for me to really uh, get out of the zone. Yeah, that's that's good though. That's <laughs> yeah, good though because yeah, it works. Your mind, your mind is uh, you're in the game of it. So your shot process and like a tense situation hunting, mm-hmm. like you just get on them and like are you, your process is just quicker. I feel like than mine would be. A, a lot of times, it's very, very situational. Uh, if I'm hunting over decoy, if I'm, if we're just hunting in the woods and a good transition area, and and deer's just going to walk by, mm-hmm. I'll usually have my, or if a deer's walking in a certain direction, I will anticipate where that deer's going to be when I shoot him. Mm. And most of the time, when I shoot one, that's where he's at. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Uh, uh and is that just from experience I, or you always been like that i've just i don't know i think i've just always been like that i think he has a so, neck for when he draws the bow the pins there yeah you know when i draw yeah. a bow i've got to f- settle down uh, I, I got my anchor now where's the yeah. deer at i got to get the pin on there and it feels like as soon as he gets drawn back that pin's already there yeah because a lot of times like yeah he, he probably already in his yeah. click and it's something i didn't even realize until actually ryan brought it up to me we were hunting in montana years ago and and deer's walking up and i was like yeah it's a shooter when i draw my bow back i drew i drew back and he's like dude that is like the smoothest draw that i've ever seen how did, so would you just draw them clean through and just like you basically I put your pen on the animal before you even get I, to full draw i'm i'm like this and i i can tour i can draw the bow straight back and literally when i when i'm resting on my peep i may i may bobble a bit make sure everything's good but whenever everything's centered pin's up, already my, on pin, there. my pin's there. And he's, he's got the, just from experience sitting behind the camera, I mean, it's, he gets back to his anchor, and I know he can, he'll he'll touch his nose once, he'll touch his nose the second time to kind of <laughs> gain, and then about the time he gets the third. When I know it's centered up, it's. Third one in yeah, there, that arrow. That's it's, when it's you going. know you better be on yeah, that damn going. deer. Yeah, there's no, hey, are you on him? It's third time. There yeah. goes the arrow. Because <laughs> so. a lot of times, I mean, I like to say that I'm I'm there all the time, and I can't explain that. I really can't. It's just yeah. my process, whether it's right, wrong, or, or it, whatever. It, it, works. it works for me. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I draw back, and I like to be able to say, oh, I'm so anchored in. I'm just following perfect. It's not the case. Because I, what I, in my mind, I'm looking, when I'm doing this, 
what I'm doing is look and make sure there ain't no twigs or whatever because I, I can't see that stuff through my peep. For, for sure. Right. Yeah. And because that's got me in the past. So for some reason, I got to where I do this. I'm, I'm looking because the stuff that I can't see through my peep, I couldn't see before when I saw an arrow deflect or whatever in the past. So therefore, when I look, I can see if I see a twig coming up like this, I know, okay, I'm going to wait for him to get past that. Mm. And if I come back up again, I'm like, make sure I don't have anything if they get right there. And I'm just literally double checking myself. Like I said, I'm kind of anticipating Mm-hmm. where i'm hoping that you're going to go or predicting hoping yeah and, but it and, sounds like a longer process like all in all like that whole cycle of you doing that's yeah, like it doesn't a take second and a half yeah. a second it doesn't take long at all and it and it all starts with my draw i guess i mean because i think if we didn't say that people would be like oh it takes them 15 seconds to draw because you're like now people are gonna watch the show and that's be me. watching like my draw <laughs> you'll yeah, be that's, like that's me i'm 100 percent complete opposite yeah, he is. Like, I, I overanalyze things Dude, so much. I'll film him, and I'm like, he's like shoot, 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 <laughs> shoot, Damn, shoot, shoot, shoot the thing. He's like grabbing yeah. your hand with your, yeah, your trigger I, hand. I overanalyze it way too much. I start mm-hmm. thinking about the process of really aiming and holding. and cause I have a tendency to really kind of, if I miss a deer, I'm going to miss high because I always want to, my pen just mm-hmm. wants to go up. So then I think it gets in my head, and I always want to. I'm focusing on holding down, 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 down. And then by that time, he's like, hey, are you going to shoot? Like, yeah, <laughs> shoot. And sometimes it does take that, though, because you got to kind of break that. You know, I don't know if anybody's experienced, you know, whether you come up on a target or down on a target or whatever. I'm always down on a target. Okay. Well, sometimes it's hard once it gets to a point to where it's like, and that pin just doesn't want to go. It just doesn't want to go. And that's what Ryan experiences a lot. So that's why a lot of times I'm like, just get it there. Get it you there. Get shoot, that heavy shoot, shoot. It, because, it wants to stop right because on the it kind of reboots his time. brain. That way he can he can say okay, oh, and it'll it'll drop down because subconsciously you're not wanting to let that pin get down, and likewise it happens the same way if you're trying to bring a pin up on a target. Sometimes it'll get right to the bottom of its chest cavity and it'll just sit there, and it, it's like it won't go any further. Yeah, it's like the mental game of it. Mm-hmm. It's like a block. I've struggled yeah. with both. That's why I'm like, I told myself, I'm just going to, I'm holding my bow right at the deer and I draw straight back. And when I draw back, you're in I'm, it. I'm in it. So you're I'm already, in. you're already looking at that pen when you're I'm drawing. looking at the deer the whole time. I, I take a lot of what I've learned, Tim Wells and some of these other people that are really great traditional uh, shooters. Uh, and because a lot of archery, regardless of what anybody says, in my opinion, is instinctive. I stare at where I, want, where I want to hit, and it seems like my body adapts to it. So if I'm staring where I want to hit, for some re- un- reason, unexplainable to me, but my pen follows it, and everything else does too, and that's where my arrow will go. Well, you know what I think that is? It's like, I know what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I think it's like, you know, and this is a, maybe a wild comparison but you you just take any professional basketball player and he's not thinking about all the processes of his jump shot mm-hmm. it's the same thing mm-hmm. you just don't done it so many times yeah. it just comes natural yeah you just you mm-hmm. practice so much you shoot so much you don't have to now if you sat and probably analyzed it every time you draw back over analyzed it which i don't think like ryan i don't think your process is wrong because i think i'm somewhere in between the two of you guys in my personal mm-hmm. shot process but um you know, I think if you overanalyze it and broke down for you the way you mentally attack your shot process, it might fuck you up a little bit. For sure. Well, I can tell you right now that 
it did take a lot of practice to be able to draw like that to where I'm I'm actually drawing I'm going to think about that, that forever now I, when I shoot, when I and, draw. And the reason why is because I'm there, I'm on the animal. Now I'm thinking my where I've got to move my pen has just decreased so much to where I can now I can really pinpoint to a spot. So I'm not having to come up on the target or come down on the target because I was struggling with that so bad mm. that to the point to where if I was I was holding too long and what I for me, Ryan misses high. I would miss low. I'd be like, I'd be holding so long that I would drop out and then I'd peak and then everything would drop low. Mm, okay. And there may be a good solution for that. Uh, Lee by Morgan, if you're watching, you know, you have my number, just call me. And, Let me know. And, and give, give me that tip. <laughs> Come on, on over and help me out. Oh, yeah, I don't know how to fix Levi that. Lee by Morgan, but, you're watching. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but I'm just, just saying, I mean, I literally, I, it would drop out. Yeah. So that's why I was like, I've got to figure out how because I went on a I went on a pretty shitty freaking spurt there for a while, just dropping out underneath animals, and I was like, "What the hell, man? My pen, I felt like my pen was right there, and then I realized, man, I my shot timing was way off. I was like, when I draw back, I was holding, it and I was like, I was holding so long, and I was trying to be really, really precise and hold it there. And then when I shoot, I shoot. Everything else would drop, and I just drop out. Mm. And everything would just—I don't care if it was twenty yards or freaking forty yards. It didn't matter. I was draw—I was shooting low. But mm. then you get frustrated because then you try and change shit, yeah. and then yeah. you're like, "Okay, now I got to change this all oh, up." From it would the piss me off. No, get off because we'd go back to camp, and I'd freaking put an arrow in there at forty yards. Dead nuts. Dead nuts. Yeah. And it's like it—it's one hundred percent me. Yeah, right. some, yeah, you know, but you it, to me it sounds like you found your own personal like loophole through that, yeah. which is how you your draw cycle yeah. into your shot process, and that's all that matters really. Yeah, so I mean, I I use the analogy of baseball a lot. Uh, I don't know why, but I do. But because you play baseball forever, <laughs> yeah. probably. Oh, why. Well, that, that's a good reason. So, <laughs> Makes sense. So every hitter, there's there's what's called good mechanics. When it comes to a batting stance or every hitter, but every hitter don't have the same swing. Every hitter don't have the same batting stance. They get up there, but there's still major league ball players that are going up there and hitting the shit out of the baseball. It works. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Right? But it, it works. And it works for me. So people can preach mechanics, mechanics, and, I, and that's great because mechanics are important. But if you can repeat the process over and over and over again, you're probably – that's what's going to make you be successful mm -hmm. because if you draw the same anchor the same release the same the arrow should theoretically go the same yeah you know what i mean should. uh exactly dude i think what i mean what helped my shot process man and i bring this up probably every time you're here on the podcast i bring it up a lot which it's part of the conversation um a kisser button mm -hmm. and the hex release Mm -hmm. have made me a better shot because it makes me uh, more consistent, first of all, like repetitive, kind of like what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Like the mechanics of it are more more um, consistent shot to shot than they ever would be without it, especially steep angles, you know. with before, Like with a kisser, I just shot a couple bucks like real close with, with a kisser my first year using one, which at, the, at that time I was just using a knock point, mm -hmm. so just yep. put in the corner of my mouth. And uh, I remember like, oh, shit, where's my kisser? I was like way high on it or way low. I can't remember. However, it worked. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm way off 
Well, my anchor, and I would have shot way over that buck or way, right. probably way over it, thinking about it. And uh, so that has helped my shot process a lot because you're, it's rare that you're practicing in the yard and you're shooting six yards from 20 feet. Exactly. And you can practice it, if obviously, if you set it up for that. But um, that has helped my shot process on animals. It kind of like slows me down mm-hmm. because that release for me, the way I have it set, I don't have it set very light. It's not real hot. It's so... Like you might, I yeah. bet you you'd grab my hex and be like, "Golly, it's long." And, <laughs> and that's and the thing is, that that's that's another personal preference. But it works for you. Exactly. It works for me, right? Exactly. Right. Yeah, goes and, back to it. Yeah, it goes right back to your process, your process, because and it's vitally important that you're comfortable with your process to to execute good shots. Mm-hmm. You know, well, that's like, why I, you know. Last year, I kind of switched up a little bit, switching from shooting with both eyes open. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. always shot one eye closed. Mm-hmm. In the backyard, I'm like, well, I always see people do it. Like, let's just try it. And it was fucking weird at first. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to get one eye seeing one thing and one yeah. eye seeing a different, trying to train yeah. your eyes. But uh-huh. now that I've got it figured out, I'm shooting a hell of a lot better yeah. with two eyes open. Right. You know, you just yeah. got, I mean, I haven't done it in a hunting situation yet, mm-hmm. but I feel like in the backyard, it's helped me a chip. I feel like I kind of always have, I don't like, I don't know, it's hard to explain. I think I kind of shoot with both eyes open, but. But one eye's a little squinted. Yeah, or something, because it's not like I'm looking like, you know. <laughs> You're not like this. Yeah, I'm not crazy eye, you know. Like, <laughs> but I just notice, like, I know what you're saying. Like, Which dot are you shooting at? That one? <laughs> Over there. <laughs> the big one. <laughs> do you shoot with both eyes open? I, I do. One, of one eye's usually just a little bit squinted, but, but it's Ask open. Ryan, does so, he shoot with both eyes open? No, I'm always behind him. I do. I shoot with both eyes open. I, I this eye may be a little bit. Squinty. As I get older, though, I can tell you that it does become a little bit of a, a challenge. So you got to make some adjustments. There's, there's no doubt, dude. I can't see, especially like, a distance for me. Yeah, like 70, 80 yards now. Like I like shooting those distances, but it's to the point now. Like I, 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 well, I think that's why I went to both eyes open because even at twenty yards, I'm like. <laughs> I can't see shit out of this thing. <laughs> well, you know for I mean? sure, yeah. We're yeah. not spring chickens anymore, Kurt. Well, I know, but it's like, like it's sad, dude. 30, it was like all of a sudden. It's like, yeah, God, it's fast. Damn, I got to hold my eye open, have well, my wife come over and hold it open so I can see through the peak. See, my vision's, I think my vision is fine, but my focus, it takes longer for my eyes to focus. So yeah. if I'm looking and it's getting a little light, I, and also we're aiming at, fucking dots you right. know what i mean yeah. like I, I if i was aiming at like silhouette targets i'd probably yeah. all be in there be a little easier but when you're sighting in you want to be hitting them dots, hitting them dots. Yes. and uh i can't see anything so yeah. that's that's no doubt but i'll tell you the other thing too you mentioned the hex release or they have another scott has another release called the verge which is similar to the hex yes and that helps a lot with that because what it does it and subconsciously it really makes it break down make sure your pins where it needs to be when your your bow goes off when mm-hmm. you're, when you're sending it so i mean or in my case it just slows everything down yeah yeah Even this more. guy here <laughs> well you have bad like, luck with releases <laughs> yeah. this guy here i'm just telling you he he just i think he just likes to aim he's like i just like to Watch my pin. Mm-hmm. You know, just sit, Aiming's a pastime. Just sat there. Just sat there. Oh, all right. I'm ready. I'm ready for a drink now. I think I'll. I'll Shooting's yeah. okay, yeah. but the aiming. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He does. He. Or, but you yeah. watched my Kansas hunt and, from this past uh-huh. year. And, mm. 
the heartbreak or the this one still haunts me video on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, per example, I just I, I I got too comfortable. I was working through my in my head. I thought I had all the time in the world. He was broadside. Just took way too long to get that arrow going, and I was holding perfectly. This is this is perfect. Dead this, dead deer. Yeah, he's dead, really good. He's a dead deer. Nope. It? Then all of a sudden, about the time I'm trying to get the arrow to go, he was like, Mm-mm, "I'm out of here," mm. and I tried to squeeze it off real quick. Then I start. I got a little fire under my ass. Then, then yeah. it was too late. Mm. Like, oh, That's man. the one thing though that I, that I do enjoy about not that I enjoy that that happened, but. <laughs> But <laughs> dang, I like to see. I do enjoy that. I like to see. But Ryan I did. I did, enjoy, yeah. I did enjoy, I enjoy you missing. And if you do watch that video, you can see Ryan chuck his release out of the tree because he. I threw a fit like a little yeah, girl. Yeah, 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 a little yeah. Sometimes yeah. you deserve those fits. Yeah. Well, well, it happens. He was just sitting but with the does. camera, like just watch. He didn't say a word for ten solid minutes. I took the stand out of the tree. I got down. I, I was. I was, he was, done, I was, he was done with that. He one. was capital P I S S E D. I had always wanted to Doug, shoot deer with him. That big spells Auburn. pissed. Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Have you been doing your hooked on phonics? <laughs> I've been hey, Doug's Doug. like P P. He's like P. Doug finally learned how to read. Carry the two. Carry the S. Damn. Yeah. I love that, dude. I love you went right to the hook on Phoenix. I should have the only one I open. Yeah. You only Shut up, Doug. We're not talking about that like anymore. We're talking about your reading. Oh, yeah. <laughs> talking about how you can't read. Oh, hell. I can read. I can read stuff. Stuff. Something. Sometimes. Pictures. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky you work for the government because they're all acronyms. You don't have to worry about reading. <laughs> I, can, I, I can read pictures. <laughs> That's awesome. It's fucking great. No, but, you know, it's being able to show that stuff, though, is, I feel like, very, very important to to share. I yeah, mean, we all fuck learn, up. Learn because, exactly. Dude, I, I can tell you right now. I mean, I've. Everybody screws up. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you watch our show, you're going to see me screw up. You're going to see Ryan screw up. You're going to see we're all human. Like when you shoot the decoy and you're like, uh, shut up. What'd you say? <laughs> what'd you, what'd you, you say? You fucking bring that up, right? <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you say, though? It, it's what you said after. Like, first, you didn't say anything for a couple seconds. And then you, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I go, wow. Wow. I go, I go wow. Yeah. <laughs> the timing of it was just good because you're just like, it's just a that, That's on you. Yeah, it's, a, it's on there. Oh, yeah. Put that yeah. on. Yeah, I wow. I wish there would have been a camera on me. <laughs> yeah. Because as soon as I saw that arrow hit and the decoy started spinning, I was rolling on that turkey was still out there yeah. 40 yards. Like he had no <laughs> the, the idea. The whole what was story going behind on. so the whole story behind that is this. So we, we get <laughs> set up. This is where your shot process fucked you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, turkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look at that. Actually, the the funny thing about it is the bird comes in and he's silent. He's one of these freaking wussy birds that wasn't going to do anything. He's just kind of coming in all nervous acting. Yeah. And literally, so I'm calling real soft, just trying to keep him somewhat interested, thinking, okay. And in the back of my mind, it's like, this bird ain't going to do shit. You know, he ain't gonna yeah. and whatever. Yeah. So he, he freaking circles around, gets up on the hill. Wow. And I'm calling. I'm calling. And... I look over and I see him start to strut a little bit. I'm like, all right, man, he's starting to change a little bit. You know, his attitude starting to change a little bit. Call him a little bit more. And he comes in and he starts to really inch his way in. Well, finally, we're just sitting there, no blind. 
I get drawn on him. He's like right in front of the decoy. And I am literally, I mean, if you were to ask me, dude, was your pin on him? I would just say, 100% of the time I'd say, yes, dude, my pin was burning a hole right through him. <laughs> Thinking that I had all the clearance in the world. Clearance, clearance. Literally, yeah. my pen was right there. When I released it, it scared the living shit out of me when the arrow hit that deep. It was a clearance issue. Your pen was on the, the live bird. I, I, yeah. You I, think? I, I'm pretty sure that it was. I mean, oh, here we go. I was it might be muted. Go. I don't know if you can. You could probably be a play. Yeah. Like, literally. What's the name of this video on here? Drilled him. Like literally, see it like it's right there at the corner of the breast. I oh, think I'm, oh. I'm like right on that bird. Ooh. Oh, and I smoked the shit on. <laughs> I can't have my laugh. <laughs> Obviously on the decoy. Dude, you fucking drilled that decoy. <laughs> <laughs> you smoked that fucking thing. Five hundred dollars. And a lot of people were like, "Play it again, dude." I, that was literally on. I mean, I thought I was going to kill a bird. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. I mean, dude. I would have smoked the bird if the decoy. Well, you did. <laughs> the decoy wasn't in the way. You did yeah. cap that bitch. <laughs> That's actually yeah. pretty And awesome. that's actually the real, the the actual video. You could, I, I turn around to my first look. I look at Ryan and I go, yeah, I was wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. How many? That had a lot of views, didn't it? Uh, it's like 40,000 something. I saw, right? Where'd it go? Oh, it doesn't matter, but yeah. it's hilarious. That's good. Yeah, yeah. that's that's There's, worth watching. Look at, the, look at that cover photo. Paul changed the cover photo. Oh, at the very top. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I just noticed that. Are you on a, are you on a swing? Yeah. <laughs> we were taking pictures of this like old rundown yeah. house, and I found there. There's that old swing yeah, right. set, and I was like, that's "Dude, you've got picture. it. You've got it." Oh, that's yeah. hilarious. That's that hilarious. I was. I took pictures for a solid five minutes and didn't say a word to him because I was fully intending that swing to break when he yeah. was like a Joe was, Dirt. Hey, yeah. dude, I was swinging yeah. like I was in third grade recess. I thought I'd broken my tailbone. <laughs> I, le- I was literally swinging like I was in third grade recess right there. <laughs> that's awesome. That's some, that's some dumb shit we would do. Uh, for sure. <laughs> dude, you know, going back to this like aiming process talk, I love that type of conversation because we could talk any... I, I always want to talk deer hunting, but this is the conversation that I always want to tap into, but it's hard to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's hard mm-hmm. to like get the conversation to that point. But I feel like that type of conversation is so important because it's where most people mess up. Because nobody ever talks about it. Right. People it's just talk, hard to get it to exactly. the, the conversation nobody, there. Everybody talks about your draw cycle, you know, where you're anchoring and everything, you know, process. But they don't talk about the aiming process. Yeah. You know, and literally... Shot timing is important, mm-hmm. which that part of the process has to do with aiming. Yeah. Because your pin has to be with, there's a certain amount of time that your brain's going to tell you to just go ahead and send it. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, you've been in there, you've been pulled up, you know, drawn back on a deer. There's been a lot of times where I've shot a deer. Somebody asked me, where was your pin? And... You go think of it, and you're like, no fucking idea. Shit, yeah. <laughs> no fucking idea. You're like, shit, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's dead. You know, Dev's dead right there. That's, that's that so jump that, shot. Like that's that what really kind of made me yeah. think about that. You know, that whole 
piece of it was like, you know what? I mean, either I was that amped up or I literally do not know where my fucking pen was at. Yeah. Well, there's been you times know, too you, you where know what I, I mean? like, I'll make a yeah, I do. mediocre yeah. shot, you know, and I'm like, I shoot, hit the deer, obviously, and I'm like, did I even look through my fucking pee? Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, yeah. like yeah. there's been times, you know, earlier on my career, I'm like, because you can yeah. shoot a million arrows in the yeah. yard, right. but then you get that deer in front of you, yeah. all that shit goes right out right the fucking window. window. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I no, feel, you're right. Yeah, I know that exact feeling. It's like, it makes you... But that's really that's where I, like going back to that kisser and like that type of release oh, slowed me sure. down to do that more yeah. or not i don't think i think i've always looked through my peep right th- that right. I, remember. I, I guarantee that, i was looking through my peep and i'm like did i look through yeah, my yeah peep? it right. makes you like fuck question everything it yeah. does yeah. makes you question everything to like yeah. man and that's why process was was really important to me when you guys you know were giving me shit about you know hey getting in the zone and freaking letting it rip that's that's my process. That's your it's zone. Like, yeah, that's my zone. I was yeah. like, if if I get into and it's like, hey, this is an animal I'm going to shoot. My full intention is to try to kill that animal. Yeah, right. Yeah, you, you mean know? business? Yeah, and and, it's, and you've gone through the process so many times in the backyard that when it's game time, it's just it comes natural. Natural. Yeah, that's yep. the thing. And being repetitive is key. And like to your point, Kurt was. The hex release, all that stuff that slows you down to to make you focus on making sure you're executing. Yeah, yeah, that's the best way to probably explain it. Yeah, yeah. to make sure that you execute, you know, mm-hmm. is, is key. And because the more that you do that, the the better and faster, and the the more I guess uh, comfortable you will be when knowing when that how long your shot timing is and and when you need to to let her fly. Yeah, because I think about I. I think about shot processes a lot, like pat, like on successful shots. Mm-hmm. And I always think about like how long did I actually aim? Because I when I stop a deer or whatever, I do the because I I think it's just so subtle that mm-hmm. they don't like oh fuck like yeah. jump out of their skin you know <laughs> oh shit. Um, and I think it's like how long from when I go and the deer stops, how long <laughs> is it from that stop to there's an arrow in it? It seems like 24 it's, minutes. To me, that. I feel like I'm probably leaning where Ryan's talking about, where it's like, let the arrow go any day now, mm-hmm. the motherfucker's going to leave. It's like, but, but maybe it's not that long. Maybe yeah. if it, I, it yeah. was on film. It always it, seems longer in the moment than when, yeah, if you were to go true. back and watch it, because it's like, I don't know how many times, it's like, man, I feel like it's a full draw forever. <laughs> and then you go back and watch it, it's like, so my most recent uh bow well besides my bear uh so last fall my 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 eight pointer shot i remember him coming in and it was kind of like a, i had to make a quick shot he's with a doe mm-hmm. when i stopped him i remember having like the con like i made sure that deer wasn't gonna run is how mm-hmm. i shot him like i was like you ain't fucking leaving mm-hmm. and and but Normally, I'm like a double, like a clean double lung guy because it's like, it's just, it's a safe bet. You're yep. behind the shoulder a little bit. And I don't know what I got into on this one, but I was like, you ain't fucking going nowhere. And I, you know, I got lucky. Oh, I don't know if I got lucky. I practiced for the shot and I visualized the shot and it worked. But like, what in my brain made me move forward? And I don't know. I guess I don't know the point of me telling this. It's just part of that shot process. <laughs> Why did I go from going, playing safe? Double lung clean. We always do. To like full blown, like I'm hitting you in your shoulders and trying to knock out your heart. Fucking risk mm. it. I don't know. I just, it's a feel thing. Confidence. I guess. Confidence, yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 No, run that, that scenario through your head so many times. I mean, you, you were ready for it. 
When, yeah, you know, it wasn't your ideal situation, but you were ready for the situation. You know. Yeah, that was but, the only time, dude. I I swear, I like I lost my breath when I shot that buck. His face hit the ground. I've never watched a deer smack his face on the ground after a shot. His he just lost his front just leg. Fucking dead, mm-hmm. dude. And, I was like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. He just hit his head on the ground. I'm not kidding. Like, knockout. Like, he went boom and hit his head. Kurt felt bad for him for a second. Yeah, he just bulldozed. I was like, I just never seen it. It surprised right. me, you know? I was like, oh, shit. But that right there, what Ryan just said, you know, with the confidence and, and what you're talking about, that's probably one of the most important attributes to you being successful. If you have yeah. confidence mm-hmm. because you've been shooting, regardless of all that, it, it in hunting situations, you shooting in the backyard, where it comes into play is in those situations because you're instilling all the confidence all the way up to the point. Now it's up to you to make that shot. If you've got the confidence because you've, you've repeated that process so many times, subconsciously your brain's telling you what to do. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there's if you're uncertain about it, which a prime example – I'll use an example. There's been several times where, and maybe other hunters can relate, where you're sitting in a stand and you're ranging. Before anything's happened, you're like, okay, this, you know, that's 35 yards. This is 23 yards. If a deer comes in, you start thinking in your head, where am I going to put my pin if he walks right there? Am I going to put my pin, my 20 yard pin? Because he's 23 yards right there. He never mm-hmm. goes where you range. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> never. <That's a> <laughs> never. But you know, what, you know what I'm saying? You're, you're, you're thinking, okay, where am I going to put my pin if he's there? If he's there, where am I going to put my pin? Mm-hmm. Versus, and that's natural to do that. But sometimes I've had to stop myself and be like, dude, if he walks in here, range him and kill him. Right. Simple. Yeah, Range of I stopped myself from really trying to step second guess myself when it comes to that because the moment that deer steps into that, and this has bit me several times, I've been like, all right, I know he's 20, 23 yards there. I need to, I'm, I'm, I need to hold my twenty yard pin probably top of the lung, or, or you know, high shoulder, whatever. And so, so just drops right in there. And every single time, they'll dump duck right underneath it or, or do too much whatever. thinking. Exactly, yeah. too much thinking. Too much thinking, dude. Let it play out. Enjoy the moment. Let it play out. Be confident with everything you did to prepare for that moment. Don't second guess yourself. The minute you start to ask yourself those questions, reboot, reboot, mm. reboot. Stop, reboot. Say, you know what? If he comes in here, I'm just going to kill him. Yeah, I'm going to kill him. Yep, I'm just going to kill him. When he, when, if he steps in here, I'm going to kill him. If he comes within that circle that I just talked about, I'm going to kill the sucker. Mm-hmm. That's how you need to and reboot, reboot. Just, That's huge. It took me a little bit, too, when we switched from Honestly. to a single pin because did it make me shoot better? Yes. But then I was worried on... Shit, that deer's at 22 yards. I yeah. gotta be fucking exactly. 22 I, yards. Exactly. Like it's not like, hey, too. leave it at 20, 20 yards. It'll exactly. be it'll be That's fucking exactly. fine. My point exactly. Yeah, yeah leave it there. Be it, confident. It be took confident. me a little bit to get over that, yeah, but after too. a while, I'm like, put fuck it on it. and let it rip. You know what? Give her the beans. You know what also adds <laughs> confidence? Stare where you want to hit, killing. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's huge. That is a great point. Yeah. 
So that's an example with that buck. He was 24 yards probably. I just shot him for 20, and it went right. Practice in the yard, you kind of know it's the same yeah. shit, you know? Yeah. But uh, I think a lot of it is, like, the more animals you shoot, the more time you spend in that pocket of aiming at animals. Like, I don't know. The pocket's kind of a cool term for that. Oh, yeah. But I think, too, like, you guys are talking about going to Texas and, like, hogs and management bucks from these these areas that are under like a management program they want you to shoot like x amount of deer or x amount mm -hmm. of hogs or like that there's nothing better for sure like it's, africa it was great for yeah, that too, yeah. You know? yeah. it is it's, it is great practice not only for the nerves but making sure you keep your composure keeps and, you sharp keeps you sharp for sure you know what so i would sure. compare it to and that'd be a totally different scenario from me sitting at a tree stand in iowa to shooting management bucks in texas because yeah. we're just going hog wild down there well you know it's it's well, you can compare it to, I think, and experience-wise is like, because I'm a, I'm a fight fan, like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a mixed martial arts fan. So when you watch fight time, you hear like, oh yeah, ring time, like oh I got more ring time in him, I'm more comfortable in there. The your ring time as a bow hunter is in the pocket of your aiming process on live animals. Bam. How much ring time do you have? Yep. That that will kind of lead into how you practice, how you develop your own shot process, how you execute through your shot process. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it's just a cool way to think about it, I think. Yeah. So the average guys, the, in, in my opinion, and this is 100% my opinion, so anybody listening, don't take this for, you know, for what, just take it for what it's worth, I guess. How I go out and practice <laughs> is there may be days I go out and shoot a lot. I go out and shoot maybe a half hour and shoot quite a few arrows. Mm -hmm. There's other days when I go out and I may shoot five arrows. And just go in, go inside. Uh, one reason for that is because if I go out and I'm feeling like everything is settled good and I'm I'm shooting really good and I feel like everything's falling into place, I'm not going to shoot as many arrows. If I feel like I start shooting and I'm kind of floating, I may shoot a little bit more arrows until I settle down to where I do, and then I'll go inside. Because, and this, like I said, this is just me. I feel like I could create. I can make myself create a bad habit like oh, really, yeah. really quick. Yeah. And if and if I feel like I'm shooting good, I'm just gonna stop and leave it there. I do the same thing, man. If I shoot one arrow, dead nuts, yep. I'm gonna let it go because I know it's gonna get shittier after that. <laughs> and then, I, then I'm gonna be really fucked. There's something to that though, you know. You know if I would launch one arrow it, forty yards, put game. it in there. It really is. And I'll and hang it to up. Me, yeah. So and then you know, you get in that repetitive process to where it's like, okay, you're seeing some success subconsciously. You're saying, all right, my pins are. If your arrow's going there, you're you're gaining confidence every time you go do that. Mm -hmm. Well, especially too, like if your first arrow is good, that's your first cold arrow. It's mm -hmm. really the only arrow that matters. Yep. Yeah. Yep. One hundred percent. And then as it gets closer to season, that's what I was getting to. I tell myself, I'll take, I'll just take one arrow with me. Yeah. When I go out there and I shoot that one arrow. And I'm fat and lazy. I don't yeah. like walking. And I'll be like, walking back <laughs> yeah, right. all the time. No, and there's been times where I'm like, damn. Eric just touched I'd have gut shot that stuff. Find them tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, but, that's a good tip, though. You know, I mean, it's it's a mind game. Well, well a lot of guys, too, I've been like practicing shooting with guys that will, and I'm guilty of this early on, 
you shoot 75 arrows and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm holding left. And then you start moving your sight. It's like, don't, don't, yeah. no, 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 don't, don't fuck don't with it. Yeah, you should have been shooting for an hour, you dingus. <laughs> go inside. <laughs> yeah. Go feed some geese. Yeah, we talked about, geese. you know, we talked about Darren Christianberry earlier on the podcast. And also, you know, there's another guy, Nathan Brooks and some of the other. Fun you fact, know. that's the only podcast we recorded and there, something happened to our old recorder and it never aired. And I still today feel guilty about it. We haven't we haven't had him back on since. We'll fix that. I've been too we'll embarrassed. We'll get Darren scheduled and, and uh, everybody will be in for a treat. He's a, he's definitely a treat. No, Darren, that was with Nathan. With Nathan or Nathan Brooks or yeah. years ago. We'll get both of them together and they can freaking do it. Mm. Yeah. That was at the first studio. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. We dropped the ball on that one. Sorry, Nathan. So, uh, but anyway, those those guys are like, oh man, you know. Shooting in the sunlight, shooting in. If you ever watch any of the ASA events, you see people holding up umbrellas and all this other stuff. There's a reason for that. Uh, not because when you block the light, a lot of times the the way the light, when people are looking through their peeps, the way it fragments off the target through their peep and all this stuff, people see it differently the way their eyes are. And it may cause you to shoot left or right or whatever in when the you know uh, sun's up high and bright or whatever. So you're out there moving your side around. It was just a yeah. sunlight and, and issue. It was just a sunlight. Then you go back out there the next day and it's cloudy. I, yeah. Wait a second. Why so am I like, shooting shit, back I'm the other way? I'm shooting right now. Well, crap. Oh. Because you move your... You know, I didn't even shit. think of that. I thought it was for wind. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was for wind. <laughs> Is that I, stupid? I, I, I thought it was going to rain. No, I, thought, <laughs> I thought maybe just had the umbrella just in case. <laughs> hey, hold that up. I I Just be around in case it rains, all right? <laughs> right? But no, seriously, it's so it made me so really stupid. think. About it. We're <laughs> fucking idiots, dude. No, we ain't getting smarter. Just because we have more episodes doesn't just, mean smarter. Just, yeah. hey, just, hey, and, and then it starts raining, and then you really feel like an idiot. Just, hey, Doug's over here feeding geese. I mean, technically, it does all three, right? Yeah, so, yeah. well, the thing is, <laughs> it's protection for everything. Multi tool. <laughs> Sorry for yeah. every professional hey, archer. Hey. <laughs> we fixed everything. <laughs> so fucking stupid. No, no rain, no wind, no, no sunlight. Fuck up. But it is a. I'm telling you right now, it's uh. And I experienced it. I was like, man, shooting in real high light, and I'm like, god dang, man, I'm shooting freaking two inches left, like every I'm 20 yards. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, that's and, like the crazy things that can just perception. You don't even think about it. You don't, and and literally You're cussing your like, sight, moving it over, like yeah, yeah. Moving. or it's just like I'm a dumbass today. Like, what am I doing wrong? Yep, yep. And literally, like the sun starts to go down, you go out there because I didn't move, and it's like, dunk, dunk, dunk. And I'm like, what the hell? And I talked to Darren. Get up on your mic a little bit there, Larry. I talked to Darren, and Darren was like, "Oh, yeah." He's like, "Nobody does, dude. It's just this, the, the sun was high, it's bright. You know, you're hitting a little bit left." Nathan's like. <laughs> Yeah, man, something was high. I was a little bit left. I was like, "You gotta be shitting me!" What? I was like, "I was like, really?" Because I decided to go shoot at one thirty in the afternoon. He's like, "Yeah, man, you should have waited till a little bit later." You probably would have been. I was like, "No, you should have been there with a fucking umbrella." <laughs> yeah, where are you at, umbrella boy? <laughs> Elite's got a fucking umbrella mount for their post next year. Exactly. Yeah, that's a go to elitearchery.com to buy your umbrella. <laughs> Use code. Get one. 
Feed and geese. You just go to feed and geese. There you go. That's a good code. That's fucked up. That's a big acronym for that for everybody who can't spell. Right. right. <laughs> that's hilarious. That umbrella, I don't know why that's so funny to me. Like, what? Just I just need you around in case it rains. <laughs> I know, right? It's like I'm a right. Right. I did not because think so that, many, I did not think yeah. that it was just funny, okay? Because there's so many clouds in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, who's this dumbass that's sun you know, shit out? You know, yeah, yeah. Why you is everybody a, wearing sunglasses? He's got a fucking umbrella with a wooden idiot. It's like I don't know, the guy thinks it's gonna fucking rain anyway. <laughs> Dude, I just picture like I'm doing here. a happy Gilmore type guy. Walking up on the line, just being like, "Oh, yeah, yeah where were you on that one, dipshit?" <laughs> yeah. Dude, we'd be so out of place in like a, like an ASA oh. tournament or something. Oh, like, dude, it'd be a fucking disaster. They wouldn't let us in. Oh, they'd let us in. They just yeah. probably wouldn't invite us back. We just have two guys. With we'd go to one. <laughs> yeah, we go to one. Yeah, that was cool. We were gonna do the tour, but. I put one of those umbrellas on them that, you know, have you seen those ones that, like, on your attach head. to the tree <laughs> or on your head? <laughs> you get a big notch cut out of it so you can draw your bow into it, like, like T-Bone. That's hilarious. That was classic, yeah. Fuck. So stupid. I love it, dude. I love it. Dude, I, I love this type of conversation because it's just... It's hunting talk, but it's just another level. So yeah. it, it is. it's fun, dude. It's good shit. Dude, what, the thing is, is it's really different for everybody, but and that's that's the one thing that, I want to know it is just because it's some of the stuff that I do doesn't mean that it's going to work for you, but you could, there is something out there that will, you know, for so, sure. You, you know. have to just shoot enough or like have enough ring time yeah, yeah. to understand what's like the best method for you. Right. Like you know. your process, you talked about the, the hex and all that's helped you out. You know, Ryan likes to freaking really dissect that, that pin to get to where that, you know, to, to where it needs to be before it releases, you know, everybody kind of has their own little niche and you mm-hmm. just got to find what works for you Yep, and really focus on repeating that over and over again. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So it makes archery so fun, dude. For sure. So it makes bonding so fun. Mm-hmm. We can have a podcast that talks about it every week for two hours. Yeah. Hey, but be and, about it. What's that? Be about it. Oh yeah. We'll talk about it and be about it. We're both. We are though, you know. Oh, yeah. We're having fun with it. We're killing shit. I think you know what's in the works. What needs to be in the works? If it's not, we gotta go on a hunt together, boys. Yes, we, we do. do. Soon, we do. Very that's, soon. That's a fact. We need to work on that for sure. <laughs> shit! Last time we went on a hunt together, wee boy. I wasn't there. I, I, Eric I left thumbing. his wallet in the parking lot. Yeah. Twice. Your, Twice. Your facial hair. Twice. Twice. Your facial hair looked a little different. Yeah, you yeah, did. Let's all go down to do it. That was the first time I ever did that. Yeah. Check out weird. Colonel Meal Deer. I missed, yeah. I missed out, man. Dude, it was on. I was on Elk Hunt with my pops. Yeah, you're You know, so. Yeah. Still. Yeah, my wallet lay in the parking lot all night. Just out in the middle of the parking lot. What Of what? Yeah. Parking lot of what? The hotel. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it fell out of my pocket. <laughs> I walk out of the truck the next day, I'm like, <laughs> like look around, Mike. I really like, whose wallet? Like, Shit, whose wallet? That looks like my wallet. I, I, didn't, even know was, I didn't even know it was missing. <laughs> but damn. I was very like, Doug, are you gonna drive home? I was like, the hotel's right there. <laughs> <laughs> Shit got weird. Yeah, that's hilarious. So we, we had mean, a good where, time. Where, where we, what are we doing next? Yeah, Larry's in charge. Yeah, we gotta we gotta find Red another. Stag. Red stag. You pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> Elite on the house. <laughs> right? 
we will definitely uh we will definitely see if we can't get on a hunt somewhere because i think that's gonna we're, we're all gonna have a good time and and i think the respect to game viewers would enjoy it as well oh i, I don't think there'd be any uh lack of fun involved in that and probably a lot of shit Ryan had to edit around and Paul before it goes anywhere. 90% of it will not be usable. <laughs> but well, how, good did, how good me and Eric do last time? We were told we were pretty professional. You guys did good. Yeah. Hey, actually, you, you were. And then when we recorded at the table, it went south really quick. <laughs> well, what was we yeah. <laughs> like, real quick. On camera, About three, fine, three sentences. We hit the in. podcast button. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, we're but, all. We're well, also that's okay. 14 beers deep by the time we hit the record button. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all right, though. That's what, like... But we had a heck of a trip. Oh, oh dude, it is so That was fun. awesome. Yeah, that was a blast. Yeah. Wish I knew. But we, there, <laughs> that was a heck of a year. There'll there be time. a lot of deer that died in that yeah. camp that, that week. Yeah. What year? That was well, 2018. Was, yeah. 2018, yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a heck of a... Yeah, we got to do Talk a camp. time flying. That seemed like yesterday. Yeah, it does. Dude. We're going to start working on that. Podcast and camp. Couple of beers, yeah. couple. shoot some animals, get in that, get some ring time, get some ring time. Yeah, bro, I, I'm bringing a fucking al- umbrella for I'll sure, <laughs> just in case it rains. You WCB wait. umbrellas. You wait. You just wait. Alibaba.com. Yeah, dude. We're gonna have a rain fly. <laughs> it's gonna be like, hey, Eric, can you see our right? <laughs> dude? I'm gonna have a sombrero. Can you see right, dude? Hey, you're two inches left, no, dude. <laughs> can you adjust the umbrella? <laughs> How now? Shoot now? Yeah, shoot now. The fucking parachute he launches out. <laughs> got a sombrero on, just not true string. You gotta like draw into your notch. So it's Was like, that not the classiest of T-bone? Oh, right there? Uh, dude, <laughs> that, that's the, one of the best skits ever. It is the best. Yeah. It's like where do you get a have the Bill that long on it. It's like right, a fucking right. 14 inch bill on that thing. Yeah. yeah. That's a that's a classic move. That was. Dude, this was a really fun podcast. Fun. This would probably be my number one pick of all the podcasts we've done with you guys. Really? Yeah. yeah cool. Personally. Yeah. Cool, man. I'm like I said, I mean it's they're all fun, but uh, this one sure. I think went to a, a deeper level. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think, you know, as as uh Time has went on, you know. There's been a, there's, there's a lot of screw ups on, on our end as well. So you know we're able to speak on them and yeah, and you know learn from them. You know learn from our mistakes and and share it with people too because I'm I'm not afraid to tell people when when I screw up or or well it's 100 percent me. I mean sometimes there are things that happen in the field when you are shooting an animal that you can't control. Mm-hmm. You know that's the one thing I did want to bring up. I was thinking about earlier is because. We talk about all the things that you can do right. You can still do a lot of things right, but you can't control a lot of times how the animal is going to react and mm-hmm. and what happens. And, and super good point. Yeah, you know. So uh, if that does happen to somebody, because we are are all bow, bow hunters, you know, you just got to keep your chin up and keep moving. It's the toughest thing to do in the sport. Is yeah, keep on keeping on. And we care if we if we didn't care, it wouldn't tear us up 100 percent. yeah so that's something to note too and anybody who's bow hunted long enough is gonna have it happen to them mm-hmm. and that's why it's like it sucks you see like shit happens and when something like that happens it gets put online other bow hunters are the first people to attack other bow hunters mm-hmm. and what it shows me is like oh they haven't been around they've been right. long enough because you hear that all the time it's like people are like oh man it happens yeah, it does. It still fucking sucks. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. You know, it mean, sucks. It sucks. But it's a way to help your your homie cope right. with a shitty sure. situation. You know, For dude, sure. it happens, man. You know. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, dude. This that that I'm that's a good a great thing to close on too from that conversation. But mm-hmm. 
Uh, where can people find you guys? Brian, go ahead. Ooh, all the social media outlets you guys love and enjoy, we're there. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all of them. TikToks? TikTok is... Limited? <laughs> yeah. I don't TikTok do doesn't like some of our content. But uh, it's uh, pers- personal pages. So if you want to follow Larry or me or Paul on TikTok, we are there. Cool. Um, Sportsman's Channel, MOTV, Waypoint. There's... If you if you got yeah. it, we should be there. Yep. Cool. YouTube. Respect respect the game TV. Yep. You guys are killing us. Yep. If you, yep. And if anybody has any questions too about any gear, any questions, doesn't matter whether you're shooting the lead or whatever brand, we're more than happy to help anybody out. And if we don't have the answer for you, we'll make sure we get it for you. So uh don't hesitate to uh send us a message and ask us. Yeah. 100%. Cool. Appreciate it, guys. Doug, Eric, Thanks what you guys got? Thanks for coming in, Thanks boys. Thanks for coming. It's always a pleasure. Always yeah. a blast. Yep. Heck yeah. Thanks for having us. Glad you got to see me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big, big fans of mine. <laughs> well, you know what I want to do? I'm really motivated to go shoot my bow. Oh, shit. Go shoot your bow, too. Your new one? Oh, yeah. We're in, Josh McDaniel, we're coming to see you, brother. We're going to get it set up. Yeah. You know what to do? Go shoot your bow. We love you. Peace. See you next week. Oh.